0: This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 196, the Vool Wraith Cabal introduction. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martin's and Hunter
1: Donaldson. Man, I miss Sean. Why couldn't we have Sean back? I know. Where is Sean? Having Sean hang out for a serious episode—that'd be funny. I feel like that would be funny. What would he possibly contribute? Uh, he Kabbalah would interrupt episode? a lot, uh, <laughs> and there would be complaints. I feel like, but there's gonna be complaints. You Matt. know
0: what? Hey, hey, hey! Uh, Space Cats, Peace Turtles fan base. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. I almost spit my copy <laughs> out. You saying Space Cats? Peace I know. Turtles is that a weird base? statement? Thank you for being cool about Molly. I needed that one. Molly needed a win. They were cool. Everyone's been cool about Molly. Not a single negative comment about Molly last week.
1: That's awesome.
0: That's a that is a milestone.
1: There were some people out there that used to hate Molly. Yeah, (laughs) almost as much as they hate me. (laughs) I'll
0: I'll give them this. the The most the worst that ever got with Molly is. A, an oath stream we did where literally molly cried directly into my microphone for like a solid 20 minutes yeah and yeah i uh just kind of complained about it right. like i was i was really stressed out and i was just like oh please please i sounded like a crazy person like a crazy single father losing his mind is is how that came off so i get uh, that maybe not being the best representation of how to be a streamer dad right uh, that was not my best hour
1: yeah yeah i know how to be a streamer dad yeah don't <laughs> gotcha, uh,
0: <laughs> man. Well, uh, Hunter, I'm, I'm, uh, this is it. This is it. End of the
1: road. End of the road. End of the road. Oh wait. Also, I want to say before we move into it. Yeah, we're four episodes from oh two hundred. God, we d- we don't have it. a plan. We don't have a plan. We have an idea. We had an idea. We have an idea. Okay. We still have an
0: idea. Sure. Uh, if you know Dennis <laughs> Vianu, if you know Denny
1: Vianu. That's not, that, that's that not was the idea I was talking about. No, okay. Yeah. Well, right. well, I mean, at one point we had an idea where we, we wanted, wanted to get, get a random a celebrity. yeah, Like just some celebrity. Someone that
0: didn't have any right to come on this show and wouldn't know how to engage Dude, with us okay, in any okay. way, shape, or form. Here's,
1: here was my original pitch for <laughs> episode 200, and, and don't. If you're listening and you get excited by this idea and you're Mm-mm. like, why don't you guys do that? That's a, absolutely the wrong right. response to this because I have no plan for how to make this happen. By my original pitch was we interview William Gibson, <laughs> the <laughs> inventor of the cyberpunk genre of fiction, who doesn't know anything about Twilight Imperium. Yeah. And also, cyberpunk is not the not, genre of fiction right. that Twilight Imperium right. is has to do with. I just thought it'd be funny if we interviewed... William Gibson. I mean, I think right now of all the living sci-fi authors, William Gibson would be the most grandfatherish. Uh-huh. You know, like Isaac Asimov's not around, right. Frank Herbert's not around. Right. Who, are you t- who, 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 are who you gonna who call? who else? Who, who are you gonna call? Who who you gonna call? I think it's William Gibson right yeah. now. Um and then, you know, I don't know who it would be after William Gibson, but like, yeah, so I that was my idea.
0: My dream for a celebrity episode or uh, what I really want to do is a celebrity stream. Mm-hmm. And I used to want this even more when I still worked in film because I figured I I was a I was a base camp production assistant, which means I had a lot of FaceTime with, uh, with celebrities with uh, celebritas, And so I always wanted to like there are certain celebrities that have like it is known that they're kind of like down to hand, like they'll, they'll chill with. Crew and, and they're yeah, like yeah, normal yeah. people. Yeah, more. And than so man. my old dream was like, I uh, someday I'm going to work with Elijah Wood and I will get him to play TI. Yeah, yeah, Elijah Wood would, would be down to
1: burn a weekend on TI. Does anybody know him? Yeah. Like, anybody reach, out there know him? We got. Four weeks. We have like roughly a month. We had from a now. minor
0: connection with David Lynch at one point. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. David Lynch's son listens oh, to our. Oh, I knew that. Or he listens to our show. Or yeah. Whatever. Whatever. If you're out there, Mr. Lynch. Hey. Yeah. I'm hey, David Lynch. Can we Lynch's play with son. you and your dad?
1: Yeah. You have to bring your dad though. I'm not gonna just play with you. I don't even know who you are. All right. Your dad's films have meant a lot to me. You are just some guy. Okay. Let's be real. But if you're willing to bring your dad, you can come too. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> that's and what a yeah what a what a perfect uh your dad has to play as cabal
1: <laughs> that's the rule that's the rule yeah that's fine the cosmic yeah. horror don't, don't don't let yeah oh i like that yeah, see, okay i didn't even think the I'm angle going. there yeah yeah, yeah love
0: so let's talk about cabal then should we get into the episode proper mm-hmm. um i uh this is my last one we're done with introductions after this yeah and then we are this is your last three. one you are
1: fired From the show. Yeah. Can't wait. finally, it's just going to be me here. Really stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my haters is what (laughs) I'm going to change the name to, is we're just going to have a cage match every week (laughs) where I'm just like, I don't even, all I do is read mean comments (laughs) and yell. That's it. Yeah. That would be a great show. I want that show. Yeah. Yeah. Space hate. Space hate with
0: Hunter Donaldson and all the people who dislike him. (laughs) Uh, They they have a
1: Discord now, just so you know. The Hunter's haters? They they made a a Hunter's haters Discord club. Yeah, they invited me too. that's didn't. even meaner, <laughs> even meaner. And then I asked if I could be an admin on it. And then they made other people admins as well. Arguably, some of my biggest haters, they made admins. <laughs> um, OK, so today today we're doing Cabal
0: and there's been lots. Boy, the, the, the Cabal Priorata channel has been uh, nonstop just has been going now it's also been going for way longer than most pre erotic channels go because we were maybe going to do it last week so it's really been running for like two weeks solid but generally people get out their little spiels uh type up like a big paragraph there's a little small conversation and then it kind of dies off Mm -hmm. this one Nobody will shut up about Cabal. <laughs> everybody Basically. wants to talk. Well, well you know, because talks- no
1: one's playing them right now, right. tournament-wise. Yeah, it's for, just not happening sure. a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think mostly people are playing Cabal in their heads. Yes. Because it's like we've already... Boy, it's and, a new SARS and situation. And that, and
0: that, is, that is, is the thing about Cabal is pe- more people play Cabal in their head
1: more as people, oh, well, hold or up. against. Hold stop. <laughs> more people are playing Twilight Imperium in their heads in general <laughs> than in exactly. IRL. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: definitely, because um, we're sleeping on every faction apparently, <laughs> uh, <laughs> including Cabal. Including
1: factions, we ha- are definitely not sleeping. Yeah, on. yeah. Uh, but
0: C- Cabal is this weird faction where we have to figure out if they're good or not. <laughs> I don't think I don't think any of us have gotten to call the shot on whether or not C- Cabal are actually good or not. Yeah, because Cabal. Uh, we're gonna get into a lot of stuff, but but I want to give the thesis statement about Cabal right up here at the top. Sure. I want you to know kind of what our guiding principle. Sure, sure, sure. Is, sure which sure, is sure. the idea that Cabal uh, has has a good economy. I mean, they get a bunch of units for free. That's yeah. like their main thing is unit, and some tech is like free for them. Free punches. So money money is is a weird thing that matters very little to them in certain regards. Uh, so what does that mean? I mean, space risk is like really easy for them.
1: Sure, or or do, doesn't cost as much. Doesn't cost as they much. They literally they're getting a like they get you know like a mail in rebate for when you buy <laughs> yeah. something from Best Buy or something. That's exactly. They get a mail in rebate. You still rebate. have to
0: have the four
1: hundred dollars for the graphics card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'll get fifty dollars back, and it's not, but and mail in rebate is the best part about because like you're getting the money later, right? You know what I mean? Like it's a mail in rebate. You're That's not getting such a good way to put it. Yeah, uh,
0: but so but all of that questions. Does that can that make them good or does that just make them mean? Uh, and what we've seen a lot in the tournament is the I mean they have a, they have a zero percent win rate in the tournament right now. Who cares? I mean about they're never that. banned. I mean they're always banned. They're in, they're never in games. And then when they right. are in games, all they get is heat. Because yeah, so, they're I think Cabal is the most hated faction at the table. They are worse than Sar when it comes to well I think their just potential to swallow a neighborhood. I think it's because you play them that you feel that way. You know what I mean? No, like, I see
1: this echoed throughout the community.
0: <laughs> I've seen. This is a known variable. I, yeah, I feel like.
1: Yeah, well, I think I think they rival SAR. Yeah. I'm not willing to say that that they are for sure taking. They're also newer. They're you not, know, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying they are actually
0: more threatening than SAR. Right. I'm saying the, pers- per, the the current perception of them is that they are more threatening than SAR. Yeah. Or they are feared more than SAR at the moment because they are new to us.
1: I would say that that's partially motivated by the idea that they have that that super space risk potential. Yeah. Uh, and then there is less of an under even less, I think, of an understanding of what to do about them in order to hurt them or stop them right. than there is with SAR. Uh, I think, especially a cabal that is sitting in their slice and doing their thing, I'm not really sure how we stop right. them right. to doing that. Yeah. You know, yeah, so I don't know.
0: And, and they're there, you know, all of that fits in with the, the lore, too, which is that cabal is like. Well, Cabal, Cabal is super weird, and I'm going to mess up even, like, what their lore is. But basically, they're, like, they exist within a commune of things that recognize these interdimensional cosmic horrors. But they they are not necessarily themselves the cosmic horrors. Like, they're not oh. the space dragons. Oh. But
1: sometimes they're the space dragons. I don't know. It gets really weird. They're... Well, are you saying they're, like, intelligent? Like, that they are they what do you Suppo- mean supposedly like
0: th- we don't know anything about them they just they're just out there they're like they're the all-seeing eye on the other side of the dimensional terror like they're just an unknown scary creature man the they Vuel- really they really got goofy the with Vuel races are <laughs> not mindless monsters they possess a malign uh. intelligence and powerful ambitions they are even led by a cabal though the council has no set size if a Vulwraith That's such a weird detail. Why would that <laughs> I know it doesn't it's a super weird faction to define. Uh, if, if if a Volwraith is a vicious and powerful enough to slay all of its rivals, eventually it amasses enough power to join the Cabal's ranks. So there's this like power thing, this power structure that recognizes power. Okay. So fight, punch, hit hard, punch, 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 punch. That's cabal.
1: Yeah. But they're also dinosaurs. But they're also dinosaurs. So that's yeah. fun. Yeah, fun dinosaurs. Super fun dinosaurs. Although they're infantry they don't they don't get a special infantry unit. So I, I I guess I'm gonna have to imagine that there's like these kind of like Thin humanoid dinos that use like lasers, right? You know, I want to know what the like. I also think of this. This may not even be represented
0: in the lore. I don't know, but I like to think of uh, the Vual Wraith Cabal as also just having like this is the cult. Like the mm-hmm. Yin Brotherhood is also a cult, but I think sure. of Cabal as like the hooded cult that nobody like. The just you don't even know who it is. Sure, sure, like, sure, sure. The, sure, the sure. town they're in,
1: summoned. You
0: know, they're the town in Hot Fuzz.
1: Yeah. Okay. Sure. 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 So it's yeah. just that hood, hooded, hooded
0: people before the you... greater good.
1: <laughs> you're, you're like, you're setting me up. I almost didn't want to. <laughs> didn't want to go there. You You've it. got red on you. <laughs> That's Sean of the day. I, I wanted That's to go. You. I wanted to go that way. All right. I'll do
0: all. They're all the same ecosystem. A
1: great big bushy
0: beard. <laughs> These. Why are those lines funny to us? Because it's not just, I don't mean you and me. I mean, the general us. Those aren't jokes. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of those movies. Well, that
1: actually, people always leave out the setup to the great big bushy beard part. But it's a really funny setup where he's (laughs) talking to Simon Pegg. And he's like, he's talking about the last police officer they had from Mm -hmm. L.A. And he's like, he had one thing that you don't have. And it's all like set. Mm -hmm. Like when he says that, there's kind of like some tension in the air. Like he's about to say something mean. And Simon Pegg looks at him and he's like, what? And he goes, (laughs) a great big bushy beard. (laughs)
0: It's so good. It's so every good. performance in that movie rules. Yeah. Uh. So okay, let's get. Oh my gosh, let's get into it. The Cabal start with one dread, one carrier, three infantry. So that's that one and a one and a half to three I. They can take three planets around one without breaking a sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. They have a cruiser and they have three fighters and their starting tech is self assembly routines, which is the one where when you build, you also flip it and get. Uh, a tech on the, or you, you you get a mech on the house. Their home system is Asheron, uh, which is Asheron, I say Asheron, uh, which is a four zero. so they start with no influence, uh, which is definitely going to come into play later when we want to talk about mech at all. Uh, And they have two commodities, so they're also quite bad at trading. They're one of those
1: big mean monster factions that doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah. Right? It's funny that they start with self-assembly routines, because I kind of consider self-assembly routines to be sort of like the Starween tools mm-hmm. of the new Pok tech, right? It's the it's the type of tech where, uh if I'm researching it, I'll generally look at it and be like, "Oh, this is a dumb idea. Why right. am I doing this? This is not worth it. It's <laughs> out of the but way." But starting with it, I know oh exactly. My God, yeah, that's it's a, great. it's a crazy good tech when you start
0: with it. Yeah. Um So, uh, and it also is it, is going to add to the theme later of like our production capacity is like through the roof. It's goofy, uh, and this tech contributes to that. Uh, they have. Three abilities that are really all one ecosystem of ability. Sure, yeah. It's all one ability, but three sentences to define what their ability is. And let's also keep in mind, Cabal is the reason capture is just a new term that's in the rule book. Yeah. And some of the stuff about capture is not included on the Vulwraith Cabal faction sheet because Isaril can copy cabal's agent which is also capture and necro can copy one of cabal's tech vortex which includes capture so there are technically three factions at any given table that can capture units right uh now what is so so capture is almost a term we need to d- define separately which is just like hey you you, you get that unit you put it on your faction sheet the other thing with capture is and it's not listed on the cabal sheet but it is listed in the rule book is if you blockade a space dock you can get all your units back from that player. Okay. So so they captured your units. I've got a bunch of blue plastic on my sheet. Hunter is blue. If he blockades one of my space docks, he gets right. all the blue units. Right. right. So that is underneath all of this Cabal stuff is that idea that capture exists in this way. You also can at any time, well, transaction-wise, in any transaction, you can
1: give units back. So... You can return uh, captured units to whoever they came from. Can you trade them to other people? Uh, no, it it is specifically just that you can return those
0: to the given player as part of a transaction. Neato so freedom. it's I, yeah, I can't give Mentax cruisers to anybody else or even Not anybody that there, else that yeah. can capture.
1: Not that there would be a use to that no, at all, but sure. I just out of yeah, curiosity, there's, there's
0: no just giving them around. It's it's like it's a one way street. Uh, to giving them back to the other player so back into cabal's business then these are our three abilities that relate to capturing Mm -hmm. um for for this part of it there's other stuff that relates to it too but but this is our capture faction devour is capture your opponent's non-structure units that are destroyed during combat so this is very specifically destroyed not when removed there are some abilities that remove units uh you would not get those um the um so then what do you do with those is the big deal with cabal and that's what these other two abilities are amalgamation is when you produce a unit you may return one captured unit of that type to produce that unit without spending resources so it's it's a one for one thing i have one dread i buy one of my own dreads by giving the dread back to the player whose i stole Uh, i can also with that captured unit captured unit use rift meld when you research a unit upgrade technology you may return one captured unit of that type to ignore all of that technology's prerequisites so you still spend the command counter and the four dollars from the secondary of tech but you can just ignore tech skips so so in one way captured units can either save you money in building or they can save you time in tech Mm -hmm. that's like the two the two ways this kind of shapes out um so all of that said we look at that and we go okay i i can I can use captured units in this crazy way, but it's not like uh, I have any <laughs> way, anything that makes me better at doing combat. There's nothing that makes me more likely to destroy those units. Sure. It's just that if I accomplish that goal, mm-hmm. I will be rewarded with more units. So that is that is where the, uh, what did we just say earlier? That's where the the... <laughs> The money comes back to us later. The, the rebate. That's the what, our, that's what rebate. our rebate is. Yeah, We're not better at buying a new graphics card, but we get our
1: money back. It's like a mail-in rebate, but you, it could be intercepted at the post office and then you never get the money <laughs> back.
0: Right, exactly. Um, we also have a faction-specific unit. The Dimensional Terror is a space dock. Uh, and Dimensional Terror is hilarious because uh, it added a bunch of new ability text to the space dock, which then removed the ability for Dane to put... The text that normally says, like, your production limit is two more than the planet you're on, which then just arbitrarily turns the dimensional tear into a space dock with a set production limit, similar to the clan right. SARS. <laughs> so dimensional tear is a space dock on a planet, but you do not care what planet you put it on because it is right. always production five. Right. And then the ability is this system is a gravity rift. Your ships do not roll for the gravity rift. Place a dimensional tear token beneath this unit as a reminder. Up to six fighters in this system do not count against your ship's capacity. So it's double. It holds double the fighters.
1: Double the fighters. Uh, double
0: the fun. Already better than most space docks. And it's a gravity rift you don't roll for, so it's a bonus movement for each one that you do. So obviously then the thing we think about is like, oh man, if I chain a bunch of these space docks together in three s- separate systems, I, it costs me no movement to move
1: between those systems. Isn't it funny that they have to roll for if they go through a regular gravity yeah, rift? I, wish I always, always forget that. I know. Yeah, yeah it's funny that it, putting a gravity rift in your own slice isn't actually
0: mm-hmm. that good for you right. unless you, you could put a dimensional tear on Cormand mm-hmm. and then not have to roll for Corman's gravity rift.
1: Oh, is that how that works? Uh, I don't know. Do you select which gravity rift you're going <laughs> through? If you go through a double gravity rift, well, like you that?
0: are going through the system with the dimensional tear.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That and you don't roll for it. Yeah. But what about the other gravity rift, Milty? Can we? Is Milty in the other <laughs> room? Is he just going to pop in and explain? Just explain it. It's uh, all right. Yeah, There's an errata. Easy
0: errata ir- 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 if it counts. If if it, if this doesn't matter. Um. So we'll talk about the upgrade here in just a minute. Um. But they also have a flagship the terror between uh is a uh 8 costs two two dice on a 5 1 move 3 capacity sustained damage bombardment ding 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 don't forget this bombardment i forget it every single time i pick a ball
1: yeah because uh why is it on why there? is it there i why don't why do know. they have that it doesn't uh, really fit with anything else and also bombardment is actually one of the steps where they don't get to capture units yes. right
0: well except for this unit's ability is sure. capture all other non uh, non-structure units that are destroyed in this system. So they your would own. get off the that is absent of combat. That is anything that's destroyed in the system yeah. you capture, including your own ships. But yeah, when you bombard uh, infantry, you also get all of those. I uh, see. I see. With I see. this
1: specific flagship, maybe that's what's cool about right. it. It is, is kind of cool we can about it. capture and the bombardment. It's, it's
0: actually it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's two on a five and bombardment, and it is even more on our rebate we're rebating our own stuff. It's cash back. It's a cash
1: back guarantee. Yeah, yeah. It's like a credit card cash back deal with mail-in rebate in (laughs) store. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool.
0: You're running like a really weird corporation scheme with Cabal. It is
1: kind of a corporate scheme, the Cabal. (laughs) It does feel kind of like that. It's like, yeah, so we claim negative income on our taxes, which actually causes us to get a bigger rebate at the end of the year. It's kind of that deal.
0: Uh, The other thing to note with it is uh, in the moment that that flagship is is destroyed, it captures other units that are destroyed but it does not capture itself it's very weird in that regard yeah basically you can destroy all the other units and all those get captured but the
1: flagship cannot capture itself this is one of those pok rules that i hear people bring up in grumpiness mm-hmm. all the time everybody really wants sense. to be able to capture their own flagship yeah. but
0: i really wanted to it would make this flagship crazy good because then you have you buy it once and then it's a nomad flagship yeah you never but that's why it would i mean that's, that's why that's people, why people want to break the rules constantly and then they're mad when dane is like well no you can't break the rules yeah yeah he's like, but it would have been very crazy if i could have done But this. it would have been
1: cool <laughs> please
0: uh their mech which, as we noted, we have self-assimilar routines. We're going to get these mechs just for free. Yeah. So what do they do for us? They're the reanimator. When infantry are destroyed uh, in this system, capture them. Uh, so, uh, sorry, I, I should be more specific. I'll read the exact text. When infantry, when your infantry on this planet are destroyed, place them on your faction sheet. Those units are captured.
1: So they capture your, because you already captured their infantry. Right. Now you capture your own. Right. Sort of like the flagship in right. fact, the flagship actually makes it redundant, right? Yes, yeah I mean, you
0: you do you do the same thing uh, with the flagship, but but also these reanimators are just like another flagship for ground combat that doesn't include your flagship. Basically. Yeah, they're, that was, a, that was you. a cool
1: way to say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the but yeah the the big thing about these is you get them for free all game long. Sure, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. get one per round, so you're gonna you're gonna have these mechs out there, and it's just kind of like a nice, decent added benefit. They're not crazy, but they're fine. Um, And if anything, too, uh, not sacrificing your infantry, but like taking losses on infantry and then being able to build those back at home. We have some advantages to building infantry that we'll get into. Um, So this is nice in that regard of like we very often are like, I kind of just want to I'm just going to pop two more infantry on this build. uh, And it's nice for those to just be on the house. uh, As captured infantry. Right. 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 Yeah. Dope. Our promissory note is Crucible. After you activate a system, your ships do not roll for gravity rifts during this movement. Apply an additional plus one to the move values of your ships that would move out of or through a gravity rift instead, then return this card to the Vula Rift player. That is pretty specific wording that people get really tripped up on. Yeah. Uh, that includes the idea mm-hmm. that you could have movement that wouldn't have even made it to the gravity rift, uh-huh. but by having Crucible would suddenly have enough movement to get to and through the gravity rift to then get you even further goofy it's goofy but let's okay let's make up people are like that doesn't make any sense okay it does because uh there is an entire thing in all of space travel that is a slingshot effect like you sure you, you get sucked in by a gravitational I, pull we've,
1: we've all i've seen I, that star trek episode <laughs> i watched it recently <laughs> i mean they actually used it to travel in time but whatever same same, same. diffy yeah uh but yeah same diffy <laughs>
0: So you basically the Crucible is plus two to any movement that could make its path through possibly go through a gravity. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to have already been able. You can be two spaces away from the gravity rich with a one movement ship and use the plus two movement.
1: But you got to go through it. But
0: you do have to go through it. You got
1: to go through it. That's the only thing.
0: Okay, let's talk about their leaders. Their agent is the stillness of stars, oppressive silence. After another player replenishes commodities... After, we'll come back to that timing, but after they replenish, you may exhaust this card to convert their commodities to trade goods and capture one unit from their reinforcements that has a cost equal to or lower than their commodity value. Neat. So this is one of those agents that only we use as opposed to the agents where it's like, oh, I could sell this. Yeah. But what you're selling with this ability is who am I going to target with yeah, it? Yeah, yeah who, yeah, who do I want to allow to just turn their commodities into trade goods? Uh, And this gets really weird. We're going to talk about it a lot more in the trade section, but the thing I want to note at the moment is there is sort of a notable exception here with trade agreements, where trade agreements wording is when a player replenishes commodities, they give you those. Uh, A trade agreement does not negate the stillness of stars. Right. A trade agreement happens. They did, in fact, replenish those commodities. The stillness of stars goes, you replenish those commodities. You don't still have them, so there's nothing to turn into trade goods. Right. But, but st- I can still capture a unit from your reinforcements.
1: There was a point in time where I thought we could shut this agent out right. by just Everyone trading the components. Everyone always, right. And, and trading the
0: the trade agreements is still good for other players because then if you're really trying to make specific transactions happen, you can still do that with trade agreements. There's just one player doesn't have like a, a reason to play ball because right. they're like, well i know i'm just gonna get my stuff flipped by the stillness
1: of stuff. yeah and that'll be a whole thing right. when we get there yeah, yeah yeah it's
0: a it's a total complete mess um the other thing here is uh, to note that cabal's agent changes drastically in value depending on what other factions are at the table right. sometimes there's just one person with four commodities and you're like cool i'm doing this to you every single round because i want free dreads yes free dreads is the most money i can make off of this yeah but you're also giving out the most money um, most there's almost never going to be a game where everybody at the table is two commodity factions that's incredibly rare um, but that would be boy that's a rough game for a Cabal that's mm-hmm. super annoying um, but the three commodity don't sleep on it. it it's rough and it's annoying to not get to do dreads but carriers are great Carriers are chill. Carriers are super chill, and you love them. Don't feel that bad about only using this agent on carriers. It's really not the end of the world. It feels like the end of the world. If you just played a game, and you were, like, stealing dreads all game, and then the next game, everyone's three commodities, it feels like trash. But it's really not that bad. You're going to be okay. If anything, there's arguments that you could be better off. (laughs) Uh, So then let's get into their commander, that which molds flesh, which you have to unlock by having units in three gravity rifts. Remember our space docks are gravity rifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really we just need to have all three of our space docks on the board. Easily done. Yeah. Uh in in a set amount of time, easily done. Sure. Basically. Uh and what does that which molds flesh do for us? When you produce fighter or infantry units, up to 2 of those units do not count against your production limit. Okay. Pretty this neat. this completes our combo. We have a 5 production capacity. Space dock. We can build five units. We get our commander. We can also just build two more infantry or two fighters. Generally, it's going to be the infantry, but sometimes that gets shaken up. So we can build seven units. But we also start with self assembly routines. So we also, at least one build per round, get a free mech. So really, we build eight. If we're only doing a single build each round, we build eight units out of our single space dock, regardless of the planet value. We put a space dock on Mechatol, we have an eight production capacity. Uh, me- uh, space dock on Mechatol. Mm. We do it on uh, m- uh, Malice in the, uh, in the wormhole nexus. What an amazing planet. I, I, f- I, don't- I didn't write this into the guide anywhere and I forgot because I forgot to. There was some good pre-audit that talks about if you can get to Malice which I-, I didn't put in here because it's not especially reliable, but if you can get to Malice and put a space dock there, it's like an amazing place for that's you That's pretty be. cool. Because that's a bonus movement out of any wormhole.
1: <laughs> You're basically ghosts. You're basically ghosts.
0: Uh, the only other argument is people really don't like you being there. Yeah. That's going to, that you're, they'll get mad. They'll get real mad, (laughs) but it's definitely a great place to be. Anyways, you are not impacted by the zero resource value on that planet. Like everybody else would be. Uh, so very good, very good spot. Your Alliance also, because of this ability, everyone likes extra infantry per build. Everybody doesn't like production capacity. You have one of the most sellable alliances in the game. Yeah. But, It's not necessarily like worth a ton of money or anything. It's not. I don't know how often you're even getting like an auction bidding war. People don't need your alliance, but they do like it. So it's always easy to include into some sort of deal if you're having trouble dealing, which guess what? Cabal often has trouble dealing. So their alliance is generally thrown into
1: something to sweeten the pot. Sure. I think contextually it can be useful, though. I mean, like, let's there's some pretty obvious people that would like to have this like Nalu would probably like to have it. Yeah. Sardak, uh, Sardak, sardac, sardac would Starting probably like to early. have it should you give it to Sardak? i don't know we'll get there yeah.
0: extra yeah sure sorrel yeah anyone with a low production capacity home it's system. actually
1: plenty actually i think the alliance might be a tad undervalued yeah i think so but again
0: it's what it suffers from more is it's in the hands of cabal and sure. people people we're gonna get into this later but people just don't like buying stuff from cabal they don't want to give cabal money yeah because basically cabal like prints money
1: cabal gets money for free yeah. in the form of the captured units so. uh they get at least four i mean think about it we we've we've already quit talking about it but the agent is giving if there's a four commodity faction your agent is worth yeah four resources right. of plastic every single round right i mean that's nuts right if you were getting if if we weren't like
0: in like an x minus one meta or whatever and someone was just going to pay you to do it or whatever like you're a six commodity faction yeah, sort of. Not really. I'm not actually making that claim, but like you can get kinda, four. Sorta. You can get four dollars worth of value on the house, and you have two commodities. I think it's kind of sorta. I think that's kind of sorta. But you're also a terrible per- person to trade with, and nobody wants you're to also do a it. terrible person. Yeah, <laughs> you're a bad person for being cabal. You're bad. Let's talk about their faction tech. You have vortex, which is a one red requirement. Guess what? You start with one red. You can get this.
1: Oh, did we not do the hero? Are we not doing the oh, hero? I skipped the hero. Didn't skip the hero. We'll back up real quick. I okay. get. I get why you skipped the hero, though. You know, <laughs> that's true.
0: I was about to make a note to. to skip this hang up and i'm not going to now dimensional anchor <laughs> is a useless hero it's bad uh as an action that's the best part of it right there that that all caps, Ooh, it's an action i tell it's a stall which it's a lot action. of heroes are but this is the only value that it's this an gives. action uh each other player rolls a die for each of his or her non-fighter ships that are in or adjacent to a system that contains a dimensional tear on a one to three capture that unit if this causes the player's gun forces or fighters to be removed, also capture those units and purge this card.
1: Uh, and then, uh, yeah, um, so uh, a couple things I want to say about this one. Uh, worse in real life. <laughs> right. It's better. It's better on TTS. On TTS, you can just right click and yeah. then click it's a that single play button. button
0: in real life. Oof. Oh my goodness! So you gotta in like. In real life, I you hate you. You need a bookie. You. you need a bookie to do this in real life. You <laughs> yeah, need, you need a guy with a little hat
1: who's <laughs> just got a little notebook out. And he's like, uh one, two, three, four, and then you just kind of roll them all at yep. once. And but they need to be declared. <laughs> so and you gotta go. This one's for this cruiser. Say, no, wait. That was, on. okay. that was my Warson <laughs> one. That was my Warson
0: one. That was my Warson one. Right there. It's so bad. And then all of them miss anyways. I literally like. I. have I, the, the most hilarious one of these I've ever had is where I rolled it for like four dreads, a cruiser and two destroyers. I captured two
1: destroyers. (laughs) (laughs) This hero is the equivalent of, you know, when you see that like two V two infantry fight or let's say a one V one infantry fight and it goes like 10 rounds (laughs) of rolling. It's just over and over and it won't stop. This is like that type of just like, oh man, this game's dumb. Like it makes you feel dumb. Uh, but then you don't really get much. Yeah. I mean, I guess sometimes there's somebody who's no, going to have the a day. Thing, right.
0: There, there, are the, there are the very, very rare occurrences that this does crazy stuff. Here's the thing. I'm going to talk about it right now because I'm never going to talk about it again in the rest of this episode.
1: Okay. That's fine. Do it.
0: The, ad, the advantage for dimensional anchor is in round like five, you do it as your first action because mm-hmm. you're just looking for stalls. You have your space docks in good positions. This is the it's like the bet before people start making their game winning maneuvers. Yeah. You do this first action for the stall and also for the extreme off chance that you take away units from them that they could have used to do game winning maneuvers. Yeah. So you might steal their carrier that was going to get them their planet trait that they needed for the points. Yeah. You might get that. So you need to do it
1: right away. Ho you know? ho ho. I'm Santa. And I'm from Magic Christmas land. And Matt, did you know in a game I played, I captured ten dreadnoughts with the ho ho ho, it's me.
0: Get out of my house, you creep. Uh you have no you have no place here. Yeah, it's it rarely does anything, but that like that's when you should do it, because that's the best it's gonna be. Yeah, you yeah. don't stall out. Than using this hero, sure there's no point to that. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're waiting because you like know someone's gonna move well, yeah. into what stuff adjacent need it? to you.
1: What if you need it for the stall, Matt? Use it. Ho first. ho ho! I won the game <laughs> off the stall, Matt. Yeah. I'm Santa. Right.
0: <laughs> okay, let's get into actually good stuff. Yeah. I was about to talk about their vortex. You start with a red. Vortex only needs a red. So you just get this whenever, if ever you need it, want it, whatever. This is the faction tech. This is the faction tech. It is also a stall. It's Ah. it's as an action. So uh, you can exhaust this card to choose another player's non-structure unit in a system that is adjacent to one or more of your space docks. Capture one unit of that type from that player's reinforcements. Cool. So, uh, you know, start of the game, you have a space dock in your home system. Vortex is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Useless. Right, right, right. right. Uh, right if right, I right. put a space dock on Mechatal Rex, I'm cool. going to be adjacent to lots of people. Neat. And at any point, I might be able to capture anything, anybody that... But the thing is, if people know you have it, they might be afraid to park good stuff next to you, which is kind of a good thing for you. It scares people off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also makes them hate your space dock's existence. Sure. And gives them extra incentive to go jump on them and kill them and get their stuff back and all of that. Yeah. So... It is an inherently aggressive tech just by existing, and it makes people mad. Even though I'm just capturing a unit from your reinforcements. as If you're not using your last of your units, me having your unit doesn't do anything to you. But guess what? Nobody's ever convinced by that argument. They don't care. They don't like you having their stuff. Straight right. on them. That, right. that is a meta thing that exists with Cabal. So that is another thing on the long list of stuff that people just look at Cabal and go, this is a... if Cabal only had combat captures, they wouldn't even be a good faction cuz you would never capture stuff like it would just be a, an ability that's so oh, hard yeah, to yeah, get yeah. off the, the ground so they, they have need, these two other abilities right. that let them capture stuff for free and that's what pisses everybody but off but
1: think about it like this if you have if you get vortex and you have the agent you're already getting a dread for free from right. a four commodity faction what if you can also get another dread exactly. off of that same four commodity faction You've taken now they're down to three dreads yeah, that's rough. and that sucks right. for them and that's why people get mad about it yes yeah and yeah. it's
0: it, especially if you're like l1z1x or Ugh. anyone that has the five dreadnought secret that becomes incredibly oppressive yeah um, yeah so anyways vortex is a pretty good tech and we like it uh, their other faction tech is their upgrade for the dimensional tears, and I am less impressed. It requires two yellow. We don't start with any yellow. We'll talk about yellow tech later in general. Uh, it doubles the amount of fighters that you can have, which is, was already double of a normal space dock. Mm-hmm. So now we can have 12 fighters outside of our capacity.
1: In the space dock. In
0: uh, Where the space dock is. So they Not can sure why. It. It's just like super defensive. Now, we, we, we build extra fighters like on the house. Kind sure. Of. So sure. like the, the idea that we might get up to 12 fighters has a little bit of credence but like how often do you need 12 fighters in a system when you can have six there for free and also any incapacity of ships that do have capacity right right it's so rare that you need to use more than six of this well what else does it have because that is it also uh has production seven instead of production five
1: two more production huh? two more
0: production when we already on at least one build per round get to build eight things (laughs) sure yeah with self-assembly routines yeah so we bumped that up to 10 does that uh, that's that's nothing
1: yeah so it's not very good i think it might be the worst faction tech in pok and that's fine and that's cabal fine. doesn't need a good one
0: cabal doesn't need it. and sometimes you get it anyways and it, it doesn't
1: hurt to have outside
0: of like how much you invested in yellow tech maybe yeah
1: so i think it's more like what what we we're gonna get to right. uh when we start talking about space stocks is that it's very common with uh cabal uh to want to get them all out there yep. and dimensional tear 2 seems more of a like I'm going to not have that many space stocks, and they're just good at stuff. Right. And it's like, but that's when not really ever doing that. That's yeah. not really how people play cabal. Right. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. If it's, if it had been like production capacity, like nine or 11, with all the extra what, boosts, I, I, even that would have, been. it's like, there's nothing. It, it, it just, it, it
1: plus two movement, plus two movement. Sure. Plus two movement through them.
0: Yeah, yeah. That would have. I don't know. That's busted. But the, the point here is your space stocks already rule like are so good they're great it's yeah hunter just said it's like the worst unit upgrade but it's like maybe one of the best units totally (laughs) the best base unit in the game and the worst unit upgrade
1: dimensional tear one is great yeah and i think it's so good that it was like i don't know what the upgrade should be right uh but yeah nothing would have been enough (laughs) not a necessary yeah exactly (laughs) i don't know anything that would have been enough would have been broken because dimensional tear one is already so good good. right
0: uh okay so let's get into our strategy cards how we feel about them. Uh we will start with leadership as always. Uh, and like so many factions, uh, Hey, guess what? Command counters are important, but guess what? In our case, command counters are like the only thing holding us back. Sure. Uh, we, we have free money. We print money. We get rebates. We just get, so we just have lots and lots of money all the time, all game long. We have four resources at home. We are, we're good on money. Mm -hmm. So the idea here is, uh, we desperately want more command tokens to use that money uh we are a faction that has a lot of reasons to build multiple times per round yeah we have a space dock at home that when we build out of it we might spend zero dollars on that build right because we have enough captured not all the time but sometimes you have enough captured stuff that you spend nothing or you're just trying to spread the love across your whole slice and make sure everywhere is always covered you can build twice around which means a lot of times honestly i take a, a three three planet a two three planet those are command counter planets now, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I can burn the money because I'm getting so much stuff for free. Yeah. Generally speaking, especially well, yeah, in the your rebates,
1: your rebates are on the way home, yes. and then when they get there, you're just like you just gonna spend that money. Just spend that money when yeah. I have it. Uh, so,
0: so we're we're big on burning planets and even trade goods for tokens. Yeah, uh, but even more so, we want to take leadership because we need the three on the house. We we just need as many. We can do more with command tokens. Uh, if anything. Because we have lots of movement, uh, we can do a lot of positional plays. We can get into nooks and crannies. We can get into weird places. Nooks and crannies. As long as we have the command counters to support it. We, and, and generally speaking, we want to like move out, take something further away than was expected of us, and also then build it home mm. really quickly.
1: Yummy, yummy, yummy. So like,
0: every action, you could assume two actions out of it. right? I can make a big attack, kill a bunch of your stuff, and then rebuild all of your stuff as my stuff for free. Yeah. But it's two command counters. It's sort of that Mahokt thing where it's like, man, you could do a lot if you just had the command counters to do a lot.
1: Right. Right. It's like that, except for Mahawk actually has a good home system for Doing influence, that. and right. you don't. Right. Uh, so this is just like, yeah, you just, you, influence is the only thing that can really, I think, get in your way. I just want to ask one question, though. I'm yeah. a little bit annoyed to have to ask this, but I don't see it written anywhere. Uh, is this green check marks across the board? Green check like, mark, what, baby. Uh, all game long, yeah. this is uh more or less like
0: a number one pick all all game. First pick round 1? Yeah. No, we'll get to that. Okay. But second pick pro second or third pick?
1: Second or third pick round 1? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool cool cool. Uh
0: the other thing to note here is um that we don't we don't have combat advantage. I'm going to say this a lot this episode, but we yeah. we don't have combat. We got the numbers advantages. We just have the numbers. So what we have is the opportunity to have more stuff. We don't mm-hmm. have an opportunity to kill you better. We have the opportunity to have more stuff than you. Yeah, to yeah, kill yeah. that stuff. But what we require to do that is the time it takes to build that stuff.
1: That's why they're so like Sar. It's right. not no, no combat advantages, but more stuff. We just got right. more stuff. But and Sar's advantage is I build that stuff the moment I
0: also take stuff from you. Cabal right. doesn't have that. We ain't got so that. Sar does Sar has a combat or a command counter advantage on us because they build and or they attack and And build in the same moment. spend command tokens. We are not as efficient as SAR, so we have to boost our command counter economy. Yeah. Um, Without command tokens, we're actually not a very bad... If you have ever had a Cabal game that felt like you just sat there all game, it's because you had a low command counter economy.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, well, what about Diplo? Diplo is... Let's look at the first factor we tend to look at with diplos. Okay, so like
0: with Mahawk, Diplo seemed kinda of interesting because
1: it's the three five home system. Ooh, and Empyrean had a similar thing going right. on.
0: Right. these like weirdly balanced planets do that. Cabal has a four-zero home system. So no and we
1: don't need resources. Yeah.
0: So no <laughs> so no, no no. the no, no. resources from that are generally not especially useful. We definitely don't like Diplo round one. The conversation we always have about round one is diplo or construction. If it's like a last pick scenario. Well, we like our space docks very, very much, please.
1: We would like to set up a dimensional tear, yes. I would imagine. So okay. we pick construction
0: every single time round one, Diplo is a big red thumbs down. You mean
1: you mean Th- not that construction is first pick round one and that we always pick it. It's just more like if we're late in the we're order late and construction hasn't been taken, we're taking construction.
0: Okay. We are not allowing a scenario re- where we took Diplo and that left construction on the cutting room Unpicked. floor. Yeah, that's, that's a bad start. Oh, that's the worst thing that's that That's a bad start. That- uh-uh. No good.
1: Uh, you're in trouble now. But in the I'll mid... I'll see you l- in my office.
0: In the mid and late game, I'll give a little bit of credit to Diplo because... We're talking about a situation where uh, we, we have these two threes, these three threes, these weird planets that maybe got like attachments or whatever, or just in general, we are willing to absolutely burn our resources on influence instead. Yeah. Uh, and Diplo lets us get that stuff back so that we could still build extra stuff as to our Sounds production. Sounds a little combat- win morey. It's a little win morey. Uh, but the f- big thing is once we've gotten our two space docks out, we don't need construction anymore. So as a last pick thing, like Diplo over construction in the mid game, yeah. Diplo. I'll okay. take Diplo. Okay, okay. You got uh, de- depending el- on the yeah. slice.
1: You got something else for us with Diplomacy, though, I see here. Uh, The
0: other benefit is the idea that uh, if we don't have fleet logistics or whatever, uh, any aggressive maneuvers we do might leave our space docks a little bit open. And our- the other players at the table hate our space docks. They hate them, especially if those space docks are aggressively positioned. So people very badly want to get into your stuff. And, yeah. s- and, and slow you. They want to chip away at you. They want to blockade your space is it, or kill your it, space. Is it, is
1: it just because of just like a raw hate they it's feel or is there any there's no they just hate.
0: It's because they know that at any point your space docks can and will be used against them.
1: Okay. But is there also any other reason they might want to do it? They're just like it's fear and hate. You know, it's to get back your captured the, You units. have their stuff. So they yeah. want
0: to blockade your space docks to want get it, their They stuff want back. it back. It's completely justified. It's pl- completely justified that they want to get into your stuff. So the second you leave <laughs> a space dock open and vulnerable many players at the table will take that opportunity strike to go blockade it and get all their stuff back from you or especially you can you can blockade the space dock, get your stuff back and then still do the invasion combat so you you get your stuff back in the action where you kill the space dock. sure so uh People want to do that. So very often you might Diplo first action to lock down the system. You know everything's going to funnel out of and go do mean stuff yeah, to everybody yeah, yeah. else or whatever. Right, right. right. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you play a strategy where you do an equidistant dimensional tear, Diplo is good for locking down that equidistant. So it's just like, I don't need to worry about it this round.
1: Yeah. So it kind of sounds like Red X for the early game. Uh, maybe medium, medium, like kind of in in between for the mid game and late game, kind of the same. Green, or green, or green, I
0: mean, if we're talking around five, two diplomacy often wins games in general, sure. and this is an added benefit of protecting our stuff. So
1: that's a late game checkmark. That's mark. a great check Scott Baron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is all about making sure the graphic. I'm is, just I uh, I am all fully on board for it. The graphic is the main show, and this is the <laughs> supplement to the graphic.
0: Uh, politics I'm I'm uh, categorizing as a crucial. Strategy card for them. Here's the thing we are, without a doubt, a Mechatol faction. We already described the situation where our space docks on Mechatol Rex are the best possible space docks that can be on Mechatol Rex. We are not inhibited by the one resource production yeah, yeah. there.
1: And they get five production regardless they get no the five production. Where they regardless. And if I have
0: Vortex, I'm on Mechatol. I can steal a ship from pretty much anybody at the table Yummy. by being on Mechatol. Uh, and like, we just hold it well, and that, that space like of Mekatol is bonus movement out into all the other territory. Like, a, sure. a bonus movement in the middle of the board reaches a lot of the board. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, so, we love sitting on Mecatol, which means we want, politi- we want politics early, when we want politics mid-game, we want politics late-game. Because not only would we like to take politics and set up to take the custodians round two, but we would like to take Imperial at some point and score an Imperial mechatol point. We have no problem with that. Okay. We we defend ourselves pretty well because we build a bunch of free units, which means we can we can take a bit of a lead sometimes. Yeah. And be okay with that. I'm not gonna say we're like a win from ahead faction. Right. You can get, you can get hindered in different ways, but in general, if we didn't get custodians, we want to we want our guac our guacamole mm. to be. Yeah, an imperial while holding mechatol.
1: Okay, well, so what's a guac again? Just in case, that guac is the extra them.
0: point that is not one of your five stage one public objectives, or your three secrets, or your one possible support for the throne swap. Which honestly, cabal has a little bit of a downside of that too. So getting two guac would be very nice. as yeah. cabal, because just you might, you might struggle to get a support for the throne. It's
1: just time. for all the people that don't keep up with yep. all the hip uh, lingo hip, that hip is lingo. Uh, almost deliberately hard to understand. So, so politics round one is the number one
0: take. Uh, yeah. What's funny about that is I mean, you don't take it if you are speaker, right? Although you might, honestly.
1: Weird. Honestly, as Cabal, you might take and it. Give it to your neighbor. Give it
0: to your neighbor. If your neighbor is a faction who's not going to be able to beat you there. That's a tough call to make these days, though. Here's the other but oh, let me can I put one more thing in your in your head. Yeah, go ahead. You have you a cruiser. Uh-huh. Your cruiser could deliberately block the path of the player to your Ooh. right. You can just get in their way. You got me back. I got you back. You lost baby. me and then you got me back. <laughs> So, yeah, you 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 could give speaker to the right. That said, I mean, it's not like I love doing that. Yeah. But I would maybe rather leadership or tech or something, but I, I would. Politics is a very important. Getting the custodian point is very important to you. Very, very, very,
1: very. I would maybe do what you're talking you. because about. Here's if, the
0: thing. I should explain this part of it, too. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You have plus one movement from your home. Anything in your home system can get adjacent to Mechatol, period. Right. It's very, very likely round one you're going to expand to the uh, system on the way to Mechatol adjacent to your home system, and you're gonna put a space dock there. From that point, anything in either of those two systems can get to Mechatol. Right. You are guaranteed the ability to get to Mechatol Rex round. To. Yeah, you have the range straight up and down. You can do, it, not, in your you can do it in your th- sleep. The only
1: thing that can stop you is somebody not taking construction. Right. Which is just kind of the trickiest thing about their round one of my people opinion.
0: might do that to you. Yeah,
1: because they want to slow you down. It's really good to do that to Cabal. Cabal. Yeah, and sometimes it guts them. I mean, yeah, it truly it's, real guts them. it's real bad. It's real bad. There, there is some meta play here with
0: Cabal that exists on a whole other level than mm-hmm. a lot of other factions, and and so sometimes you have to get really. Uh, Weird with like deals you make with people just so you can get the things that get you online because people don't want you to get online. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about construction. Yeah. You are dependent on it. Uh, You you need it taken. You don't necessarily need to take it yourself, but guess what? Taking it yourself guarantees it gets taken and guarantees what we just described won't happen to you. People won't block you. Just not take it. Uh, We played a five player game. Uh, And I was Cabal. That sucks. (laughs) Construction is like the first one on the chopping block in a five player game. Right. And uh, it didn't get taken for two rounds. And my Cabal game was uh, just not fun. Just not good. Uh, So there's a big argument to take construction even in six player game. Like you might need to take construction as like your second pick. If I'm second in the order, I'll probably take politics. But if politics got taken, I'm taking construction
1: yeah you need to be looking into the future to see like is that last person gonna pick yeah, are they gonna do diplomacy? it or do they, have are they any gonna...
0: reason to do diplo if they have any reason at all to do diplo maybe including just, just they it. don't like me <laughs> <laughs> then i need to take construction
1: yeah i mean i would say from that person's perspective not passing on construction if they wanted it yeah. just to screw over cabal does seem like bad a bad idea uh, because they're probably if they're like sitting far away from you, maybe if they're if they're your neighbor, yeah, I would maybe think of going that far with it, right? Uh, but I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to read, yeah, and you just need to look into your third eye, bro, right, and just see <laughs> right what you see in there,
0: yeah, and and like round two, the only thing better than construction is uh like leadership,
1: yeah. Oh, and just to catch uh, Scott Baron up, politics seemed like that was green check marks across the board. And then construction to me sounds like early game green, mid game green, and then maybe like red X or Uh, Honestly, depending on how we
0: define mid game, Mm
1: -hmm. um, the second I have all three space docs on the board, I
0: don't care about construction. Right. That can happen round two. Yeah, okay. And if round two, if we're calling round two the early game... I don't care about construction ooh, 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 even ooh, in the mid game.
1: I don't think I've ever seen this on the on the thing. So like it would just be fun to have this for some variety. <laughs> so g- early game green check mark. Yeah. Mid game gray. Uh, mid game gray. Late game bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's that sounds fun. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be it, Scott Baron. Uh, I'll have one of those, please. <laughs> okay.
0: So the other thing we need to talk about then, outside of just what our check marks are with construction, is um, something that. Other factions don't quite have to think about so much. So the the big thing here is we are not a double dock faction. We just aren't. We we do not any there's no system that we ever want to double dock because every new hex that we put a dimensional tear in is a new bonus movement that we can utilize. It
1: stacks. So
0: they we need to spread out all of our space docks. So we need to talk about where our space docks typically would like to be. We basically have three options uh, because the very first news, we have one in our home, right? Okay. That's done. We have it at home. The, the next one is almost always going to be in front of your home system. You could park it to the left or the right, but generally speaking in most map builds, you have a, you have a planet in front of your home system. If you don't, okay, the, throw all this out. I don't know. Put it, put it to the, to the right or the left. I would probably put it to the left so that I could be extra aggressive to my left neighbor. Cheaper order stuff. Go listen to my speaker token episode. Right. But that that is all like kind of a worst case scenario. You really want a a system with planets in front of your home system. Yeah. You want to put a space dock there. That's two. So, where does the third space dock go? We have, again, three options. One, put it the next system forward. Hopefully, it has a planet, is adjacent to Mechatol. And that makes what we're going to call the light rail. The Mechatol (laughs) light rail. Everybody else has a Mechatol highway. Mm -hmm. You have a Mechatol light rail because now. If all three of those systems that are all adjacent to each other on the path to Mechatol all have a plus one, anything in any of those spots can get to Mechatol straight up and down. What's even more disgusting is you technically, every time you pass through a gravity rift, you get a new plus one. Right. So you can kind of weave. Something at Mechatol Mm -hmm. can go all the way to your home system and all the way back to Mechatol. Mm-hmm. And pick up any and all units that it's able to pick up on the way. So you can you can just like park carriers on mechatol with this light rail system and build infantry at home, right? And just. Every round, activate Mechatol once and just like go pick up a bunch of infantry and put them on Mechatol.
1: It's there. That's the reason we call it a light rail yep. because it's a commute. It's a commute. It's everybody, a
0: commute. everybody in that region, in that borough, mm-hmm. works at Mechatol
1: Rex right. and they just right. take the it's light rail. It's just an easy commute to, to work. Mechatol. It's great. You got to move in to here. <laughs> it's a great spot, is right by your house. You just, yeah.
0: So it's incredibly good. That, that is, I will already say it, that is the best spot for this. You have other options. Uh, I don't like any of them as much. You can put a space dog on mechatol we talked about this earlier you get a lot of bonus building on a mechatol Mm -hmm. honestly the light rail system still kind of works even in that scenario yeah yeah, yeah. um the only trade-off is it's in a more aggressive position people want to do something about it uh and like we just described even without a space dock on mechatol you can easily reinforce mechatol you Mm -hmm. have no problems reinforcing mechatol so why put yourself out by getting a space dock kind of out of the way I have an answer to that question, but let me talk about the third option. The third option is to put a space dock in one of your equidistant systems and go threaten your neighbor, and it will feel like a threat, and it will be very mean. So you have uh, safe option is the light rail, kind of mean option is Mechatol, Mm -hmm. very mean option is the equidistant. Yeah. There's no way you're going to put a space dock in the equidistant and not have a forever war with that neighbor. There's just no way. In my at least, I never did. They right. hate. They hate it being there because it's always a scary thing to them. Because at any point, you might send stuff through it and take their home system or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. It, they're always threatened by that that equidistance. Um. So the the mechatol and the equidistance can be good because that really opens up vortex as a tech that pays itself back in dividends. Right. Uh, it beca- I mean, putting those space docks in an aggressive area means it's extremely more likely that units are adjacent to it that you want to capture. You could capture a dread every single round, potentially. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the game, that can be like $16, $20 yeah. if you can pop it round one. That is that is a big bonus. That's pretty dope. $20 over the course of the game means Vortex is a very, very good tech. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But how much heat do you catch by having that space dock in a very mean spot? That's That's the big question. We are spending a ton of time talking about these space docks because all of this... We are going to relate back to these positions throughout the rest of it's this like the guide. most important. It's like thing the most important in, in thing. The, Construction yeah. is a very important card. Do you the point is you may not always be the one to take it. You just need it to be taken. Right. So anyways, that's where we want to put all these. Just keep in mind, if you put your space lock in one of those aggressive positions, you do need
1: to act like it
0: yeah you don't get to pretend that you're gonna play nice guy cabal because no one's gonna buy it nobody nobody cares that you're saying nice things they are still afraid of your units
1: yeah and i'm still not convinced that nice guy cabal even exists or is a thing mm-hmm. so you have to you you're gonna have to prove it right put right. up your video right. where you're like here i played nice guy go cabal this is how it works yeah. or let,
0: whatever well so let, nice guy cabal let's talk about trade for a second yeah yeah, yeah
1: trade is what i call your pothole filler
0: <laughs> Okay, you, you got you got a highway that needs a little bit of repair. It's got some damage. Yeah, you might yeah, have yeah. to fix it with trade, but trade is never a necessary thing for you. We are not a faction where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get so much out of trade, but I might fix some problems. Um, our agent really disrupts the flow of trade, so taking trade ourselves means everything is on our terms. We are the trade czar, which means nobody really gets mad at us when we use our agent because we just incorporate it into the wheeling and dealing across the table
1: or you could do it like secret style and just not say whether you're going to use your agent on right. somebody or not and then just do the x minus one use the components right use the trade agreement <laughs> and then say hey guess what it was you it but was we you. already made the deal right so you're done still yeah. doing this mean one.
0: stuff you, it's so weird i honestly i don't even want to like belabor points about trade we're gonna sure. we're gonna and we're gonna talk about trade and meta later but suffice it to say we do like taking trade more because without taking trade we kind of aren't considered in mm-hmm. trade negotiations we are not talked to so the only way to have a seat at the table is to take trade yourself um but even with that we aren't desperate for money um the main use of trade goods are twofold one use them for command counters just mm-hmm. that's a one for one we we have no problem spending one resource slash one influence on command counters. So, but don't overspend it because also it can be very nice to just stockpile every trade good you ever get. You don't need to spend those trade goods on units. You get lots of units for free. So stockpile every trade good for end game points. So if you get your 10th trade good on your sheet, chill there. Never spend any of those trade goods ever again. Hmm. Any extra spend on command counters or whatever, but like just get, get yourself sitting pretty. You can take trade like once in the mid game and And set yourself up for the rest of the game as long as you never touch those trade goods ever again hmm. basically
1: uh what about but what about using it to plug your command counter hole though it is useful for that and, and, and if the if economic objectives like aren't coming out at all
0: or you're not afraid of needing to do a two pointer for any mm-hmm. reason, then spend them on the command counters for sure okay uh the the you we'll talk about later you are not a faction that will rely on stage twos having one in the pocket can be really nice but if, if it's sacrificing your command counter economy, don't do that. If you have a bad command counter e- economy outside of it, trade can fill that gap. Yeah. And, and that's when it becomes very useful. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, so what does the graphic look like? So so trade is like not very good round one. You're not going to have the range to do the wheeling and dealing that mm-hmm. does any service That for sounds you. like a red X. It sounds like a kind of a red X. Uh, mid game is probably n- green checkmark or neutral and late game is neutral to bad. Okay. Uh, Because late game, nobody's going to trade with you at all, no matter what. All you're getting is three trade goods and popping someone for their unit, basically, and giving them like four trade goods or whatever. So mid-game is our best opportunity for trade. Warfare. Uh, I wrote situational. I think it actually sucks. Uh, Hunter, Hunter has re- repeatedly done a rant about Warfare and that it's the new Diplo. It's better for everybody else than it is for you.
1: I think it was always true. I think Even it was always game, true. It that way. It's especially true in POK, and it's especially, especially true for Cabal. I'm you- just never convinced that the person taking Warfare yeah. is getting... War. Uh, we're talking just early game here. Yeah. I, I know that there. if the right objective comes out, sure. it's time for Warfare. Sure. But in round one, I always... Feel like the way it should go is that the person taking warfare should be treated like they're doing us all a pretty big favor. Yeah, right. Uh, and they should almost get paid to do it yeah, or something right. because that secondary is so much better. Right. Here's why Pok made it worse because in Pok it is a mu- uh, it is a lot harder to warfare stall because people just get random stuff just get or whatever. And command yeah, they're like, and- oh, oh, I got an extra CC right. off my hazardous right. explorer. Now you can't stall me out like it just happens all the time. Yeah. So now it just feels like taken warfare uh you're doing everybody a favor yep and especially with cabal
0: we have bonus movement from the get-go which means we we have no reason to use warfare to like get adjacent to mechatol to take it next round or whatever right none of that we don't have any we have range is not a problem and that's the main thing warfare can do for us is give us more range to get to systems that are better than the ones adjacent to our home system we don't struggle with that so we don't care right uh so I would basically say big scary massive red thumbs down for round 1 and then mid game and late game it's like yeah if the thing happens it's basically red it's I'd, basically I'd red thumbs down all game long except for ob- obvious situations where mm-hmm. you need to go get an objective or whatever. Yeah. Um the the flip side of it is like there is the thing where you want to build at a dock with a bunch of free units. Unlock it and go send those units. See, out. that's
1: what I was gonna say. Is yeah. I almost want to promote it to like neutral in mid and late game because mm-hmm. I feel like you can, uh, because of how easily you build. I feel like comparatively for taking Cabal compared to all the other factions in the game, I feel like you could squeeze a little more, u- little yeah. more use out of it after you have your economy set up. But round one, I mean, it's whatever. The
0: problem with the mid game argument is there's just so many other uh, strategy cards that likely do more.
1: No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. This is like I'm talking late game or late in We're the talking late game order. and in a vacuum. Yeah. A bit. And and, and late in the picking order yes, though. Yes, it's yes, like yes, you yes, don't yes. have a lot of choices. Right. Maybe this is you're gonna be your best in some um, situations.
0: The only other thing I'll I'll give warfare and this is stupid. This is stupid, just oh, so you know. Yeah, yeah. Say
1: something stupid.
0: But if your neighbor is uh someone who's going to struggle to get units on the board round one, mm-hmm. if you decided to commit to the bit, you could space dock to your right or left. Mm-hmm. go there with a lot of stuff warfare and like take out their home system or even take out like the one system that, like winu you you can ruin winu's life round one hmm. now the the big thing is when you pop warfare they'll maybe build in your home system but like war like winu notably starts with very few units and it's very hard for them to build more units yeah especially given the timing of their agent and stuff it gets it can get weird or whatever i mean they're sure. gonna, they're gonna get a decent build off warfare but you could send so much stuff that you just decimate them um, may i have some errata for you on that sure. idea
1: i don't like it yeah, so
0: i don't either <laughs> <laughs> but i knew i'd get talked to about it it's possible and, and it does fall in line with some cabal tenets, which is like doing that attack costs me less than it costs them i Always. will rebuild those units yeah i will be fine on the back end other people probably don't even have range to do anything about it
1: yeah when i do it first round yeah, so uh, maybe I want to see it sometime. Actually, how, Maybe it's, it's just, not. It's that just stupid. how
0: mean do you want to be to your friend? Maybe I want to see it, though. Yeah. Maybe I just want to see it one time. Right. right. OK, tech tech is a uh, limited utility. Basically, there's no technology that completely changes your game. There's no there's no thing that's just like you got to get this because it truly you start with great. Movement, which is the main thing that changes people's game, is like getting bonus right. movement, and we're we're good. It's kind of
1: like an empyrean thing, except even less so. Yeah, because empyrean is like, oh, we can get movement like this. We right. have a tech but that just gives movement either, across the, the board. Aether
0: stream makes us not need anything else, but we do need an aether stream. Right. Cabal, this is like that, except we don't need it. Every space stock is an aether stream right. for you, right. <laughs> Basically. So yeah, you you don't need any tech. That said, all tech is a nice little juicy bonus for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's always nice to here's my biggest argument for tech. At least you're not doing the secondary, which costs you a command counter that you desperately wanted to use sure, elsewhere. Sure,
1: sure, 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 sure.
0: You get you don't you're spending money on tech just like anybody else. You might skip an upgrade, but you're not spending a command token to do the secondary. So tech is fine. I would put gray across the board for tech, basically. Okay. Just it's just whatever. Not uh, bad, but it's not it's we're never not the dependent best on it and yeah. and we don't get a ton out of it. Um there are some things we want very early depending on our tech path and it's just like a Hunter's Law thing. Like the quicker we get ScanLink or Vortex, the quicker we start using it and getting value out of it. Sure. So tech round one, if I'm like third pick, I might take tech. Yeah. If it's like, if it's if it's trade and then politics and then me... I might take tech if I know construction is going to get taken by somebody else. Okay. M- might. Tech or leadership there. I don't know. But in general, it's not like the biggest thing, biggest deal in the world to me, but I- I'm never mad that I took tech. Okay. Uh, Imperial is critical to our success <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, more so than many other factions because we can do a lot with it. Uh, we don't really do anything fancy outside of just like move everywhere and build a lot. Uh, so we don't do we don't you know we're we're maybe okay at relics we're not especially great at agendas it is hard for us to find guac that doesn't involve mechatol rex mm-hmm. which means imperial is very important to us we either want the custodians or we want to take mechatol and pop imperial while we hold imperial uh, we also really badly need a swing round uh, the I I don't know if we talked about it enough I think we got this even as um, Errata on our speaker order episode and we didn't do Errata today so I'll include it here and I don't remember who said it but there is an idea. That with with games ending in in round five, you definitely need to take Imperial once because that's the only way your scoring tempo keeps up with the number of rounds to score the five publics you need to do. If if there's five rounds and you don't score round one, you're not scoring enough publics unless you take Imperial. Right. And that is especially true for Cabal. You might not score round one, which means you need Imperial to have enough time to score all five of your stage one public objectives.
1: Oh, wow. That makes it. uh, Yeah, I, I can't believe how... We missed that point. Yeah. That's a great yeah. point. Round so Imperial. two status
0: phase, round three status phase, round four status phase, round five status phase is only four public objectives. Wow. You've got to find one in the action phase. Definitely also true for Cabal. Uh, so you need an Imperial swing round and you want to be on Mechatal Rex probably when you do it uh, for bonus points. You will become the target of the table uh, and, and that's a problem, but you go from the person that nobody likes anyways to mm-hmm. the person people want to try and chip away at. Uh, and, and that can really do some damage to you. So honestly, what you are truly the, the perfect Cabal game is Imperial in like round four. And then round I, five, you're going to score in the action phase or something.
1: Wait, I have to stop you. The point you just made before about five points doesn't make any sense because there's five status. You're saying I'm that saying if you don't score round one. If you don't score round one. Yes. Okay. That's that's why in POK scoring round one is is actually pretty critical critical because then you
0: don't need Imperial I see.
1: Okay. I like misunderstood and was like, did Matt just count to five and say four? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, no, no. That is included in that math is the idea that sometimes scoring round one is very difficult. Or
0: impossible. Or impossible. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, if we swing round in round two or three, that can be problematic for our whole game because we already were a target and now we're like truly reviled, like just hated yeah just it's we're the worst thing at the table yeah yeah, yeah. so uh we we really would prefer politics round or, i mean imperial round four into like leadership round leadership or diplo round five to
1: seal Ooh, the win yeah or whatever if the speaker Taking token, imperial, they're, just, they're giving us the speaker token right. and we have an imperial right now if we wait for imperial we just, they just give it to us because <laughs> they want us to win
0: if we wait for imperial round five we're kind of in trouble uh unless we know we're gonna win in the action phase basically but yeah why, in, why
1: do you say we're kind of in trouble
0: uh, if we didn't score round one, we don't want you. You never want to wait for the status phase of round, round five. Yeah, with, yeah, imperial. with You don't yeah, want to be yeah. the last to score. No. So. So that's, no, that's no, no, the no. key. Uh, so anyways, politics and imperial are both on that same footing of just like do it when you can. I will mm-hmm. not pass up on imperial round two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because that might be your only opportunity you ever get it. I am very much currently my mindset is take the opportunities when you can. I don't think P.O.K. is as much like base game where base game was like, hey, fly under the radar a little bit. I I, I think uh, P.O.K. is a foot race. And, yeah. and you don't get to be as tricky because t- too many people have tricks. So you are honestly better off like just making sure you can get the points when you can get them. And I think that is true here. Boy, he's doing it again, folks. Matt talks. <laughs> a lot in these things. He can't <laughs> prevent himself he goes pretty from hard. making every point the moment it might be relevant. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about exploration, which is kind of a funny topic with Cabal because, hey, we're pretty good at exploration. We're not nasroka Roka, but uh, we want to put space docks all over the place, mm-hmm. and we kind of want to build like twice around, which would be stupidly egregious. With any other faction. Yeah. But we have the resources to support that. And if we can get the command counters to support that, then it's very good for us. Mm-hmm. We, we will get just loads and loads and loads of plastic on the board. We have to get the command counter to back it up. But if we do that, that's multiple slice or hexes we're uh, activating every round to build out of. Scanlink... It makes total sense then. Scanlink yeah. is a great tech for us because it's right. very likely that we're activating our stuff. Even if we're only going to build once around, like we're not going to build at home, we're probably building at a forward dock. Yeah. And so Scanlink is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, special note, <laughs> the DMZ rule is extra important to you. Uh, oh, man. You... If you put a space dock on a cultural planet, you are banished from scan linking that planet until the DMZ is popped. The worst thing that can happen to you is getting a DMZ on a planet you just put a space dock on. It happened
1: to me the first time I played (laughs) good ball and it made me sad. It's really bad. It's
0: not a thing that needs to happen. Um, So the other note about exploration is the other reason we're, we're quite good at it early game is we have bonus movement. We can get to harder-to-reach planets faster than our neighbors can. We can get to an equidistant without even really thinking about it. And then, so we could get to that equidistant, equidistant do the initial explore, blocking our neighbors from getting the initial explore. And then, next round, we can move into our slice and finish, finish exploring our slice, right? So we, we can kind of spread wide really fast. And then collapse in and still be totally protected. And we pulled off a handful of extra explores that otherwise would have been like on the table for people who are like racing for the equidistant or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we get a handful extra explores in the early game. Um, Finally, uh, dark energy tap is a tech that we are not necessarily afraid of. Um, It feels like a waste. We especially don't like burning command counters, but destroyers are really easy to pump out for us. Uh, And they have extra range because of like they're three movement destroyers. We can probably get to some DET, some frontier tokens uh, that nobody else is paying attention to. So if we're going down blue, if we're doing it, uh, we have a very strong incentive to take dark energy tap over anti-mass. But it's pretty rare that we're just getting DET for the sake of getting it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's 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 only if it's on our way, then we really, really like DET. Uh, Yeah. And it, and it, it does pay for itself.
1: Also, maybe maybe you get really lucky in the early explorers, and you get some real good fragment tempo, and you're just like, you know what? I just want to grab some relic extra game. relics. Yeah. Let's do some. Relics. Yeah, I mean, you can play a cabal game where you just sit in your slice like all game mm-hmm. and
0: just keep scan linking, and and you don't ever do any, you don't catch any heat because you're never aggressive against anybody else, and you get like three relics. Yeah, and like one of them's the sh- like you you can have safe protected games where you're just defensive cabal and ma- I, running theory that might be the way forward for yeah. cabal.
1: yeah it's weird when cabal plays really defensive because then you look at it and you're like all right we need to hit cabal and then, then they the will opportunity get opportunity more... never comes up and, yeah. yeah
0: and anytime you hit them it's just more stuff for them to refill their coffers
1: you you really can't if they decide to play defensive you uh, you really can't do anything about it yep. you can only really punish cabal if they're playing offensive yep. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, a defensive
0: cabal's only weakness is mean objectives. They get If you sure. get unlucky with the objectives then yeah, your defensive cabal didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, okay, it's tech time, baby. The, we could go off the rails here and I'm going to do my best to keep it on our light rail uh, by defining our tech uh, in this way. Our tech is based off of what we talked about earlier during construction okay our tech is based off of the positioning of our dimensional tears
1: I, I keep wanting to say terrors your dimensional terrors. terrors
0: they're tears they tear a rip and they, they, they rip the galaxy it's a over. wrinkle in time
1: <laughs> the the ti Sorry. faction
0: yeah okay uh so first off let's just cover if we did the aggressive dimensional tears mechatol or equidistance okay which we did we, we preferred less But this is when Vortex is at its maximum quality. It's maximum quality. (laughs) This is the best Vortex get. If we get this round one, if we get it right away with our four resource home system, we can start capturing units. And that's where we can like, by the end of the game, we can have captured $20 worth of stuff, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's a bit bold. I saw Milty put it as you get between 2 and $4 out of Vortex every round. And even that is pretty good. It's a tech that definitely pays for itself. It's very easy to get trapped into the idea of thinking Vortex is just crazy good. I did. I, I had like three games in a row where I was like, I have to research Vortex. It is a requirement. It's definitely not. But in aggressive space stocks, you do want it. You want to apply the pressure. You're putting stuff in aggressive maneuvers because you're going to continue and maintain aggression. That is the whole philosophy. It is not put a thing in aggressive spot and then be like, hey, can we talk? No, no, you cannot. (laughs) You are fighting. So uh, the other idea is we can't spread wide. We are reinforcing our aggressive stuff, which means... This is where we definitely need unit upgrades. Uh, we Not necessarily even for the bonus movement, and not even necessarily for the bonuses in combat, because those are pretty minuscule. We need abilities that improve our combat advantages. So, when we look at unit upgrades, the key things we want to look at for unit upgrades that we want to look for, and, and units we want to capture to then get the free prerequisites for those unit upgrades, keep in mind, any and all unit upgrades are on the table for us if we get the right units. Yeah. So... Let's look at the abilities that we want to defend our aggressive maneuver because we put a space dock on Mechatol or in an equidistant. Mm-hmm. Destroyer 2 is the best. Okay. Up and down.
1: Why is it the best up and down? That's bold. We don't even need... What if I didn't build fighters? We don't... Is it the best then? <laughs> is it still the best up and down It will be because you can later.
0: You can late If you didn't... It, it, I don't care because... I mean, yeah, if, you're, if neither of your neighbors have any fighters, I guess, but you could go somewhere else. You're going to fight a... Fighter at some point.
1: You're gonna find a fighter and fight it You're to gonna, justify just, that it's the best sure. up and down. Whatever. That's okay. what he said. Yeah, best yeah, yeah. I and up I definitely and down, oh, I he stand said.
0: by it. I am dying <laughs> on this hill. Uh but no, Destroyer 2, first off, we aren't burning a destroyer for the tech. We got two reds. We're just we can just research Destroyer 2 like the normal way. Normal like a normal style. person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got we have techs. the production capacity to very often, even if we don't have destroyers that we've captured, very often building an extra destroyer. To fill that production capacity is worth it. hmm And Destroyer 2, anti-fighter barrage is a part of combat, which yes. means our capture abilities work with anti-fighter barrage. We capture they fighters. They don't work with normal bombardment. They don't work with space cannon. They work with destroyers. So we capture a bunch of fighters. So destroyer is very good. And guess what's Second. If we got those Destroyer 2s, Fighter 2 is very good because it's very likely that we're going to get a bunch of free fighters and our fighters don't count against two of our production capacity. We get Mm -hmm. just fighters on the house. So Fighter 2, being able to be a part of that light rail system or moving all over the place and then like being held by our great large capacity, including our space locks, Fighter 2 rules for us and we just get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's always useful for gum. Always useful Love for gum. Love a good gummy fighter, too. Although yeah. destroyers take care of that, too, so whatever.
0: Uh, I will throw a special mention to Dreadnought 2 because it just feels so juicy, but also to talk down distro- uh, Dreadnought 2, using Dreadnought 2 for Dreadnoughts is better value than using a Dreadnought
1: to research Dreadnought 2. Sorry. You mean using a captured Dreadnought a for- a captured dre- Dreadnought- for, Yeah, just to build to a To dreadnought. build a
0: Dreadnought saves us $4.
1: Yeah. Using a Dreadnought
0: to research Dreadnought 2- saves us the time of researching dreadnought two and what does dreadnought two do for us
1: well direct hits can't be played against our dreadnoughts anymore that's oh, a big deal boy.
0: it's a uh, that's d- d- a big deal d- it's a less of a big deal in pok yeah direct hits aren't as special
1: yeah state. no i don't care i'm a big carrier two guy in yeah. this section and
0: but. let's talk about carrier two because carrier two increases this you know how uh we talked about we don't ever need 12 uh fighter capacity from right our yeah, space yeah, yeah, yeah that's because we got carrier two and a single Carrier. means that we have that we have six Mm -hmm. and six from our space dock. a single carrier in a system is as good as upgrading
1: our space docks. yeah carrier two and then like unupgraded dreadnoughts like that's quite a fleet Mm -hmm. right there i love that
0: yeah way better and carrying yeah just lots of fighters also i'll throw a special mention to war suns here although this is not really our war sun build but if you captured a war sun yeah you get it do that of course i've seen it i've yeah. seen a,
1: a captured war son yeah you can well you're putting
0: vortexes in really mean spots so if one of those neighbors is muat yeah you probably wanted to go ahead and put
1: a vortex if, if in muat did so. not build yeah. their second war son they're in trouble. and then you capture it before they what can do, you build do? It? oh my god do you build the sun? Do i don't know what you do i do think hold it i think uh muat has to quit I think Mu'at has to quit the game. I
0: think I'll, I will answer. I'll, I'll give an answer to that question because you see it asked a lot. I think you research the War Sun right away because the last thing you want is the War Sun that's already on the board to want to come kill your stuff. Probably. You don't want that target on your back. You just want to go ahead and research War Suns and give it back to him right
1: away. I don't know. It's hard to know the answer to that because yeah. that's just weird. You, you're dog chasing cars and you caught the ch- the car and that one. You know what I mean? It's right. like, I don't know what the right. dog does. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Uh, also, I'll throw out a special mention here for ScanLink. Uh, again, we talked about an exploration, but yeah, we like we like ScanLink, and this tech path uh, does is not afraid of ScanLink. But ScanLink is realistically in every single one of our tech paths uh, if if we
1: feel like we can make use of it. Yeah,
0: uh, ScanLink is never out of the. There's it's it is a- it's no prerequisites, uh, so we just like it. Can
1: period. I say what I don't like about this tech path though? Yeah, yeah. is that and what, what I was kind of trying to get to with the Destroyer 2, but I was just being sassy about it, is that this just all sounds like a lot of command tokens to me. It does. If we're going like for an aggressive approach where... We are uh, not, we're not spending a lot of time in our slice. We're vortexing stuff. We're building and yep. moving forward. Yep. And we're getting these, these, we're focusing on
0: upgrades. Attack, 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 We attack. need a
1: high fleet pool to yep. justify it. The thing I don't like it's about. too De- much. Yeah. It's all too much. The, my number one complaint about Destroyer 2 as a unit upgrade. I know it's become fashionable over the last year to say like Destroyer 2 rules. I don't like having to use one of my fleet pool on a Destroyer. Oh, it. It's yeah. one HP. Yeah. And that's just that's just a little bit rough yeah. uh for me. But so what I'm saying is that I think that this tech path works best in a high command token situation Definitely. for Cabal. Yep. Uh and I think if you have that, then uh, have have a great time. Right. You know? Uh if if you
0: know which you never do, but if you know you're going to get to malice, mm-hmm. this is when I like this
1: tech. Path. Ooh, that's really cool. Yeah. That and also like I'm for sure gonna get uh, custodes. Yeah, uh, I'm for sure gonna be set up There's on Mechtal Rex. That like we need to know. And and I every time I played this tech path, it felt bad all game
0: because everybody mm-hmm. hated me. Yeah, and it didn't didn't necessarily push me over the edge into like a win. Yeah, uh, the advantage of Cabal, and we're about to get into all of it, is you actually have quite a lot of freedom in what kind of tech path you want because again, we're not reliant on any
1: tech. Right, which means any tech with pretty decent utility is good for us. Right, generally speaking. And the, the utility of uh, unit upgrades, I would say, are just across the board kind of questionable. Even yes. Carrier 2, which I like, is not
0: that big of a deal. You could just
1: have another fleet pool and another carrier, yes. and it's like the same functionality.
0: And back to remind you, unit upgrades, we get them very easily, mm-hmm. but they are worse for us. Yeah. I will justify that statement. We don't need the movement bonus. Yeah. From unit upgrades. Not at all. Most people get unit upgrades because of the movement bonus That's like provide. the main thing you're going for. We could care less about that. Yeah. Uh, so then, and then the combat advantages are always very negligible. So again, it is only about that unit ability. So if you're not going to capitalize on that unit ability, why are you researching? You're only researching it because it Why are you fun. doing that? Why are you doing why? that? Why?
1: <laughs> why? I'm yelling at you okay, right now.
0: Let's talk about the Mechatol Light Rail. Jerry! <laughs> the Mechatol Light Rail is our preferred method, and we have a couple options. In the mechatol light rail world, one is if we still decided to maybe do vortex. Vortex is diminished in value, mm-hmm. but if our light rail has a blue skip, and especially as a blue and a green skip, hey, we really like. Uh, we really like this. We really like to go ahead and get vortex.
1: I'm just gonna pretend that you just listed those as texts instead of saying. If we have a blue and green sure. skip, who could be so Actually, it does happen. It, it does happens. happen more than that. POK is
0: crazy. Here's here's the whole thing. Vortex, we can get. It's an action. It's a stall. Sling relay, blue skip, we can get. Or Pretty cool. Even, I think I said blue and then also green. It's really if you have a green skip. You green skip to bio stims, and then you have this advantage to get mo- vortex and sling relay either of those can be refreshed and used a second time in around you could vortex twice in around and slim relay and then build it
1: and all all that's three stalls can you get a bio stems for your bio stems so you can bio stems your bio stems? <laughs> if only uh, so uh,
0: it's a fun combo it's it's a good way to play lots of stall potential to then it, it works in control objective games too. You stalled out so long and built a lot of stuff for free mm-hmm. and then went and took stuff for the points after everybody else passed or whatever. Uh, the, the green skip also means that's when we could get DET. We stall, we get like an extra thing from our, from our frontier. It all makes sense. And even more important here, the blue skip really pays off of, I want to talk here about fleet logistics and Lightwave as a thing for you. Yeah. Um, it, it is crazy good. Uh, and if you get the blue skip, I might even not do the like biosim sling rate stuff, but light wave is obvious, right? We have a ton of movement, and if we can move through people's stuff, boy, that's pretty cool, huh? It's still pretty neat. Uh Fleet Logistics is ridiculous though, because Fleet Logistics gives us the opportunity to send way too much stuff into somebody else, do a big stupid fight, mm-hmm. win, just barely win that fight, have lost or lose the fight, who or cares? Lose the Fight who cares? But we did a huge fight, and immediately in the same activation, reinforce at home. Yeah, for free. Yeah, for all the stuff we killed. Yeah, okay. Fleet logistics opens up this opportunity to play like hyper aggressive in the late game and not suffer from it. Okay, I'm in. You need the command ca- again. You need the command counter to reinforce it. But that is always true for Cabal. You are basically desperate for. It. If you are thinking about picking Cabal and you look at your slice and there's no influence in it you should not be playing cabal because
1: yeah. it's just going to completely that's a bad apart. slice for cabal there okay yeah. well that's my favorite one yes. that, that tech path that, that is the best, the best one,
0: one. Uh, another very 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 fun one that isn't that weird uh, is Scanlink, ai dev and war sons um, our units all of our other units come to us for free or cheap or whatever
1: yeah. or you're just yeah you're getting them for free right. basically So you Mail have some, in
0: it's decently likely that you'll have extra money just hanging out mm-hmm. if you get war sons all of your money, your actual money, might go on buying the war Sun, Mm-hmm. and then the rest and then you don't spend any other money on the units to reinforce that war Sun and the war Sun goes and fights and helps us capture more stuff to continue building more stuff right uh, I, I, I dig this. it's just a fun way to play mm-hmm. and it 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 definitely works. If you have a yellow skip, you can get War suns round two, like with absolute you get AI Dev round one, yep. War suns round two, you're done. yeah, pretty chill. Uh, is that right? yeah yeah yellow yeah with the yellow skip skip, yeah yeah. if you get the yellow skip ai dev skips the third red yeah war suns round two yeah yeah, it's going to be good it's going to be good for you yeah uh me like the the last one and this is more stuff i saw pre-eroded is transit and integrated is pretty cool what i don't like about it is that encourages dimensional tear two which i don't care about at all i don't like dimensional tear two but there's some sense to i get free mechs all day and i build two extra infantry every time i build i have lots of ground forces so transit I put those things in lots of spots that I want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even more importantly, our ability to use units to produce is just produced. It's not during a production step, Right Which means integrated economy, we can get just free, we can get free units on the front line and not be out anything. We just use our captured units.. You, you do a fight, you kill units You, capture, you units. capture them. You use those units you just captured to reinforce. That it's like it's like what salvage operations does as Mentec, but
1: you just do it. You do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you constantly do salvage Ooh. operations. Oh, yeah. You probably need yellow skip to even justify yeah. this though at all. And
0: the problem with that is, guess what? I like way more with a yellow skip. What war suns round two?
1: Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could <laughs> so just do war suns. I'm, I,
0: the only reason I'm doing this integrated transit thing is if I have a yellow skip, and in most games I would prefer AI dev into war suns.
1: Man, transit and integrated. I, I need want. you to be I, they, better. They stay so I good. I if don't dimensional like dimensional
0: tear two Was amazing then this would become the, that like would be bigger, the default tech path. Yeah, that would be so yeah. good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's get into trading and meta. Nobody likes you, and you deserve it, probably. That's, uh, that's the title. That's the, the sub- title of this section. Subtitle.
1: <laughs> Nobody You're, likes you.
0: You you absolutely deserve all the heat. Uh. You are not necessarily, when we talk about Cabal and SAR. we're not saying those two factions always win games. Mm-hmm. What they do is they always probably shut down someone else's game. So everybody hates you. Nobody's... People are afraid of you winning, but they're also mostly afraid of you completely ruining their chance to win.
1: Well, and also everyone has had a game with Cabal and Saar. Well, everyone's for sure had a game with Sar that went this way at this point. Although we may, we may have spoiled the ability for Cabal to have this day in the sun. Uh, but, you know, when you play against a faction like them, what happens is... You'll lose a game yeah. to a player playing as one of those factions, and you'll lose it. I mean, there's you know, there's different types of TI losses, and sometimes there's a loss where it's like, well, uh, they won, and it was that was it. You I were mean, never, it wasn't ever like, going to do anything about we it. We couldn't you stop idiot. <laughs> them. There was nothing to do. Yeah. We just wait. We watched the clock tick down as yeah. they won their game, and that solid, solid win makes you think next time never we again. will act earlier. Right. And, and not just, this doesn't just mean, cause I feel like we bring up this point a lot and
0: then we get like heat, we get errata where people are like, yeah, but war is bad. I agree. People can ruin your life in other ways. Aggression is not always meaning they're going to attack you round two. Right. It means they're not letting you in on any deal ever for any reason. Right. And that is what undercuts every cabal game is every deal you want to make costs an extra dollar than it right. would for anybody else. Everyone wants to charge you a little bit more.
1: Or people questioning, like, is it okay to let Cab- Like, you know, an agenda phase where somebody is like, oh, we can't let Cabal get yep. X thing. It's or- better
0: for them than it is for us because if they get into an unstoppable p- position, they're much more unstoppable than any other factor.
1: Exactly. Right. That, is the, that is the core thing that motivates heat right. in any game of TI is the idea that if so-and-so can get into X position... They are nigh unstoppable. A lot of factions are hard to stop. It's sure. almost hard. It's it's really hard to stop anybody. Yeah. But uh, there's a small handful of factions. I would say Necro. I, I would include Necro in that. Yeah. Uh, of just like if they get the points, if they get to 10 in That's their it. head, there is no taking their home system. Yep. There is no win slaying them under any circumstance. Right. And I believe that is true of Cabal, which right. is why they have so much heat. Right.
0: Yeah. So the best thing the other players at the table can do is to just not talk to you. So let's talk about the tools you have (laughs) and how hard they are to get into anybody's hands. You have Crucible. We talked about Crucible earlier. Crucible is worse than Aether Stream. We talked about Empyrean recently. Aether Stream is like a thing where it's like, hey. For an extra buck, you could just do this. If some, but this is dependent on someone having a gravity rift that matters to them. You have to come to their market all the time. You have to constantly beg them to use this. And most of the time, the debate they have internally is, "Yeah, that would help me go take that planet, but that puts me a little bit out of my safe zone, and
1: it involves me giving money to cabal." And it also means, like, well, here's here's the thing. Oh, okay. So there's two things with Crucible. You can sell it to people to try and say, "Hey, maybe uh, you don't need to roll for the Gravity Rift," mm-hmm. or you can sell it to them for the extra X plus movement. one that it gives. It's kind of both at once. It's yeah, kind of both true. at once. Um, if you're just selling it for the Gravity Rift thing, a lot of times people will be like, "Well, what if I buy this from Cabal and then I wouldn't have even like I wouldn't have even lost units of the Gravity Rift, anyways." Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's it, it is so questionable if it's really going to do anything
0: for them, and it's a an ability. That someone like Empyrean only offered a dollar for anyways. Yeah. It is so rare that someone needs to go through a gravity rift to then definitely score a point.
1: I'll say that I th- I, I think, though, that, that people are sleeping on Crucible a little bit in the late game. Yeah. In that they're forgetting about the extra plus one that you get. Yes. And that's across the board, whatever is going through that through. rift. Yeah. So it's actually got a lot of potential, I think, for a late game uh helping you take a hard right. to get control objective, right. even a helping with the slay type thing. And
0: in the late game, there's less of that big question mark of like, will I be giving cabal too much? In round four or five, you can know if four trade goods is gonna change the You Cabal's know where game. you're at. Yeah. 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 So I I agree. I wish people paid attention to Crucible more. And as a cabal player, you have to shove it in their face constantly. Uh, there's a whole thing, too. Of, you can also just let them know. You just don't have to show. You don't actually, have to be like, you, you know. I don't you know. Could just I have no like, other hey. way to talk about things besides loudly. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, the, the, I even tried. Hunter was Imperian one time with Cormund directly in front of his home system, and I mm-hmm. never got him to buy Crucible. Because he always fa- I mean, he's Imperian He has other bonus movement. He always found a way to work around it, and that was always a better option than
1: giving me money. Well, okay. So that one's actually really simple. Because what happened there was uh, I didn't think about Crucible until I had already committed a carrier to mm-hmm. the gravity rift. Once the carrier was there, I was like, oh, this is a great gum spot. Yeah. I'm just going to keep this carrier right. sitting there as gum. You don't need to go anywhere. And that I think actually that's going to be a problem that comes up a majority of the time if the grav drift is directly front and center of someone's home right. system. Which is They're weird. probably not going to want yeah. to leave the grav rift empty. Yeah uh so therefore why are they going to buy crucible here's my big uh i don't know this is probably magic christmas land but
0: even more so it's just a thing i want to have happen i really want to get in bed with someone with cormund and say listen you can put a space dock on cormund cormund's a great planet to put yeah. a space dock on uh and i want to say you're my ride or die i will not betray you and you stand by that right you give them crucible Anytime they want it for, like, good money, reliably, all game, they're across the table from you. They're not afraid of, like, you being their neighbor. You get them Crucible, and you say, anytime you need to get your stuff out of that space dock, this is yours, buddy. You and me together in this. I I want that relationship because I think that's the one person that you could act... That that is a way to take one person's heat away from you. If you can do, like, an alliance swap or a support swap with them and encourage that you two will never attack each other and then get the Crucible and over and over for money or whatever... It would be nice to get one solid relationship with one person at the table.
1: Yeah, I mean that is that. I mean that might be too much to give somebody though at that point. You know what True. I mean? Like yeah. I, I then it kind of gets a little if questionable it, as far as how much I, what you're giving, right? And,
0: but how much of heat is it taking away from me? I don't know. I wonder.
1: Yeah, I, I also would. I mean, I would have difficulty making that deal with anybody because I just, you know, no matter what, how do you trust say, them? Yeah, how do you trust them right. to that extent? Totally.
0: You know. Uh, so then let's get into our alliance. We talked about it earlier. Uh, it is it is good. Basically, everybody at the table wants it. Uh, but it's very hard to get a bidding war because nobody wants to start an auction when it involves giving cabal money.
1: Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't go so far as to say that everybody no, wants no, it. It's it, that type of thing where you end up with it and you're like, ooh, this is like better than I was thinking yeah, about it being. Right. I think it's, I, again, I think the alliance is kind of like Cru- Crucible where it's a little bit undervalued. Although I would say that uh, I'm less confident in the Crucible statement than I am in the Alliance. I think yeah. the Alliance is actually pretty good right. in almost every case. It's more just like, what's the right price for it? Right. I don't really know what... I mean, I th- I think most of the time it's easier to just like do an Alliance swap with right. Cabal than it is to do anything and, else. And with
0: Cabal, you may have to pay a couple extra trade goods in that Alliance. A lot of times they'll look at it and they'll go, yeah, okay, I, I still have to pay for those infantry. I just get to build two extra infantry. Your targets are people like uh extra winu uh Sardak sardac would be a pretty good one because you're getting a good alliance in return yeah extra I mean, I... you're not doing an alliance swap with but like factions that have production capacity problems definitely right. will pay you more yeah yeah oh you're just talking about selling it You're not. i'm just talking about, about selling it i'm yeah. not not always talking about a swap in this case this is just i need to get alliance to somebody and i want to get the right price for it look for the people with bad co- production capacity yeah. Get go.
1: Yeah. Early game Nalu. Yeah. There's. I mean, just yeah. Anybody with a home system that uh, doesn't have a four Nalu is such or a, or a funny swap too,
0: because Nalu sort of capitalizes on that even more. Yeah. The Nalu yeah, swap cool. is like, oh, and I also build two more fighters. Yeah. <laughs> or an extra fighter, whatever. And the, it's yeah. That that's kind of a, the the most fun swap. Yeah. Okay. It's stillness in the stars. Time. It's time to get actually in the weeds a little bit on this ability. We talked about the idea that it disrupts trade, anybody else that's a trade czar is very annoyed that the cabal is there. But sometimes they're so annoyed that they just go, just do your thing, whatever. I, I I refresh everybody. Cabal does their thing. Right. If there's two people, if there's two people with four commodities, that is more likely to happen. They're just going to like, well, whatever. One of them gets their wash, the other one, because what you're going to do is you're going to hold it to the chest. You're going to say, yeah, you don't know who I'm going to pop it right, on. Right. If, you, if they only do it to one person, You'll use it on them. So they have to use it on both. They'll do their four for three or whatever with that person. And uh, you get to pop the other. So more often than not, actually, Stillness and Stars is sort of just like a thing that is assumed to happen. And you're, uh, you are you make everybody a bit annoyed.
1: That's just how we feel right now, though. Who yeah, knows that what...
0: could total- This is going to change a lot over time. It could, it for- could totally change. Sure. Uh, so a lot of times people hand wave it. Sometimes people get really mad at it. The big thing is it's like a big mental burden to start doing the calculus. It's like Mentak being in the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so if I do the trade with you, but then Mentak gets the dollar. So how much do I actually want to give you? That happens. Uh, with stillness in the stars, so you just you 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 make everyone annoyed and it slows the game down, unless you can just get ahead of it and be like, listen, just do what you need, and I'm gonna I, I will give you two commodities to pop the four commodity person.
1: Yeah, you could do it that way, or you could just say who you're gonna do it to right. at the very beginning. Just say just like, do it, I'm whatever. just you know what I'm gonna do. Whenever you do so and so, I'm gonna do that, and if that means you don't want to refresh them, then whatever. whatever, and then they say. Well, I'll just do the X minus one with you, right. and so what? Yeah. And then whatever, and then it's fine. I, I bring up the commodity thing because let's talk about that value
0: a little bit. If I get a dread off of the four commodity factions thing, mm-hmm. I'm going to save $4 later. Yeah. If I just give my two commodities to someone, I basically still did an X minus two.
1: Yeah, sure. Which isn't
0: that bad. I, I, I like made a dollar, yeah. kind of, Uh, at, at it, it, assuming an X minus one meta. So like... Even giving your two commodities to the trade player to pop the right person for you to get your dread, it's worth it. Yeah. And you shouldn't just sit there and be mad and upset, like... If if I see someone get annoyed in a tournament game as a commentator, I'm gonna be like, come on, man, you're getting greedy with this thing. Yeah. That that's my take on it, is like, don't get greedy with Stillness in the Stars.
1: Well, I think that's what's so tricky about when someone pops trade and you have an ability like this, because you are not the active player right, right. now. Right. So if 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 I am, let's say I'm the person with trade and I pop trade and all of a sudden Cabal starts talking right. as if it's their trade time, right. it's like, listen, buddy. <laughs> I'm the active player right now. It's not
0: all about you right now. Uh, Also, I'll remind you that trade agreements, if you get someone's trade agreement, you get their trade goods and you get their ship from their reinforcements. That's great. I see people talk about that. I don't know why anyone would ever give Cabal a trade agreement because that is a factor that can always come into play. Mm -hmm. Uh, That sucks. (laughs) You would always rather make them pick you so that you r- give them their trade goods without them having to do any sort of wash or whatever.
1: Yeah, even so, but like, how, how are they going to like get an extra refresh right. out of it or that's, whatever? That's why taking
0: an trade group. is the best, because then you go, I want trade agreements from everybody. Mm-hmm. I'll do washes with everybody, but one of you secretly <laughs> isn't getting well, your well, money. And,
1: and that's what the trades are should always do yeah. when Cabal is in the game, yeah. is go back to, trade to trading the old components like right. we used to in the before times. <laughs> okay, then let's finally, for trade, talk about The Dark Side.
0: Okay. You can be a mean old mean faction. So normally I would not always recommend playing like a high extortion game. Uh, It's generally speaking in Twilight Imperium not the best way to play. You make a lot of enemies. You don't get favorable deals. There's a lot of ways in which TI favors economic advantages over war advantages. But guess what? That's not what any of your... Faction advantages are. Uh, and if we're going to play this faction, we need to lean into its strengths. And that is how we will catapult ourselves forward into favorable winning positions. Yeah. So the dark yeah. side has a little bit of extra value for Cabal that it wouldn't normally have with uh, any other faction. Uh, you need to recognize that you don't have combat advantages. When you say, I'm going to attack someone, they can look at you and go, eh, you, you might not win the fight. I've had plenty of times where it's like, I would like to be aggressive and swallow my neighbor, but I don't have any advantages on the first fight. Mm-hmm. My advantage is on my rebate program. I take the fight, and then I reinforce it home. And then next round, I can send another fight at you. And you built with money, and I built for free using your junk.
1: Right. Your junk.
0: Your junk. So... You are more or less encouraged to sustain aggression against one opponent because you suffer less losses than your opponent does. And if you spread that out over the rest of the board, you will never do enough damage to one person for those losses to matter, which means you really do need to hurt one person very badly. Mm hmm. Uh, this is why people don't like playing with cabal at all because that is more or less what always happens is cabal just targets one person and just never let never leaves them alone even if it's not like oh i eliminated you round two it's not that it's i attacked you once every single round right and it just never stopped and it just made my game unwinnable and useless and not fun uh and that sucks that's bad ti meta uh it i i don't have advice for you to survive the retaliation of the rest of the table when you behave like this, right? The rest of the table is going to meta against you because they see you swallowing a neighbor. The same thing happens with Sar, right? Um, but I, what I know is I've tried to play the nice guy, Cabal, and it never went anywhere. It doesn't, nobody treats you any differently when you say, No, 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 guys, I'm a nice guy. I'm a good cabal. They don't care. This is what Hunter was talking about earlier. They've played a game with a cabal that wasn't nice, and they know at the drop of a, of a hat, you can turn on the mean. So you're, you are always a threat to them straight up and down. You don't have enough tradey bits to reliably do trade. So at some point, your advantage is going to be to fight, to yeah. need to fight. Yeah. Um, so if you're playing cabal, you need to accept that you are probably going to ruin someone's game, and that's the kind of game you're playing. And you shouldn't have chosen Cabal if you didn't want to engage in that kind of behavior.
1: Yeah. And that's the reality of the situation with Cabal. Can I Can I just say something, though? Yeah. I think that you don't have to assume from the beginning that this is the type of game you're going to have. I, I think you can play Mechtal Light Rail, yep. Commute to Work totally. style. Totally. And just and because the thing is, what's interesting about Cabal is if they're doing well, you look at them and you go, I'm not really sure what to do because if we attack them, it gets worse. Yes. So yes. I don't under Like a, a lot of times I, it's Cabal is a difficult faction to understand how to pop uh, their balloon would, I, uh, uh, in most situations, require a lot of coordination from the table, yeah. an amount of coordination that I think we talk about a lot and right. allude to a lot, but rarely see right. yeah, exactly. at <laughs> any table. <laughs> right. Um. So I think in that way, you don't necessarily have to go into the game being, I'm going to for sure ruin my neighbor's game. Now, if your objectives say, yeah. uh-oh, I'm going to have to go. ruin my neighbor's game, You're pretty good at that, so you might as well. But what I'm saying is that you don't necessarily have to go into it feeling like, I'm Cabal. I have to be as mean as possible. But you also can't pretend to be a nice guy because no one can trust you. You either have a negative relationship with the table or you have no
0: relationship with the table. You're sitting in your slice and doing your own thing. Hey, neutral is good. Neutral Neutral is fine. Here's my one pushback against neutral. And it's not a very major thing because I do prefer that style of Cabal. But the problem with that style of cabal is you don't utilize very many of your abilities. If you sit in your own slice and never go take people's stuff, you never capture anything, which means you right. get you don't get that free stuff.
1: But at the same time, sometimes the idea yes. of an ability is just, it's just as, as effective. Totally. Yeah. yeah, you keep
0: people out of your slice.
1: Nobody mm-hmm. wants to attack you. And as long as you have a decent,
0: well-rounded economy, mm-hmm. you just sit there and build up and build up and build up. And your agent gets an extra carrier, Dreadnought, Exactly. Not you still made some extra money over the course of the uh, game.
1: A Cabal that gets into zero fights can still yep. go have more plastic than any other right. faction at the table. Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it is it is a weird uh, needle to thread, basically, because you can pick the dark side or you can pick the, we forgot Cabal was in this game, and then, oh, God, they're unstoppable. There's too much plastic. There's no way we can do anything about yeah. them anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, the latter is the one I've seen win more often. The former is the one I've seen fall apart because of too much heat from the table. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Let's talk about how either of these pathways, uh, net us victory points and, and where we find wins, uh, with them again. Mechatol is our guac. Our, we need to find a 10th And that pathway is via Mechatol, whether it be the custodians or, uh, an imperial point while we're sitting on Mechaton. right? That is reliable for us. And we almost definitely can do it once in the game. And that probably locks things up and that definitely locks things up because stage one publics are pretty easy for us. Mm -hmm. We're good at saving resources for, uh, points. We're good at saving trade goods. We're good at capturing territory. Uh, we don't like the command tokens or the influence ones, but you know what? Nobody does realistically, um secrets are also really good for us structure we want to take construction or have it played a lot so like the structure things are all good for us we're really good at all of the stuff that doesn't uh that necessitates guac yeah so we'll talk about later we're also pretty good at stage twos we're not too bad at a a handful of stage twos if if it it comes up right probably won't the realistic part of that
1: one note i want to say about secrets is just like a funny thing is that you make the one win a combat in an anomaly you make that's that yours. easier for other people. Well, it's easier <laughs> yeah, for you and you, you also make it easier right. for other people too. So you have to be mindful of that. Right? It, it's weird for you. Cause you can't aggressively use your space docks in that matter.
0: But yeah, that, that, that's a fun. And, and yeah, everybody else just likes it because they just come fight you and score it. And
1: they yeah, cause it. I mean, and you know, this firsthand. uh, when, a, when a combat in an anomaly is an, an, an easy no- objective yeah. until, until it's just annoying Uh-oh. and it's nowhere.
0: But guess who always has units and anomalies? Yeah. Cabal. Yep. Uh, So the the other thing to all of that is we can play a pretty standard game. This this is... We can reliably, with the right objectives, like Hunter was saying, just sit in our slice, and we don't need to do anything. And then we just need the right initiative at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Also, I would recommend getting your support swap done as fast as possible. Oh yeah, <laughs> people don't like you, so someone wants to be your support swap yeah. buddy. Yeah, and they absolutely, in the late game, nobody wants to give you points or do support swaps. Perhaps,
1: or perhaps there is kind of a uh, a middle ground of mm-hmm. of meanness. A, a sort of listen, hey, uh, I want to support swap with you yep. because I don't want us to fight. Right. And if and then what? What's nice about that is you're suggesting that if we don't support swap, then we will have to fight. Right. And it's not because I don't want to. You know what sucks about that? What? If you researched Vortex, they still go, I don't care.
0: Yeah. If that's you research vortex, vortex, you can Vortex their stuff while having a support swap with them. And so if anything, they like you even less because now it costs them a point to do anything about your Vortex.
1: Yeah. Tr- if, however, I'll say this, though. If, if you have a trustworthy thing, yeah. a trustworthy meta, then maybe you can sell the idea of never using Vortex on them. Right. In order to uh, I, nail that support, I swap. think Cabal is interested in finding that kind of buddy. Yeah,
0: I don't. I think you need one ride or die that you don't betray. Mm-hmm. Cabal is not a good faction to just straight up betray with because, yeah, you'll do that once and then you'll never do it ever
1: again. Basically, yeah, and you'll it, ruin all
0: future Cabal games. Right. Or whatever.
1: It's it's the it's the whole like. I don't know. I th- I think their ability is a little bit better as a defensive yeah. deterrent than it is as a, I'm going to eat you type right. deal, which right. I think is why you don't. I mean, I still think, you know, the kings of like eating other players are like L1, yeah. Necro, uh, in theory, Arborek. <laughs> eat it, Arborek. That was your mention <laughs> for this episode. Right. Uh, so in the late game, um, things get funny uh, I
0: I mentioned we're more decent at stage twos um, also it should be noted and we didn't talk about this enough throughout this guide uh, but you don't get that many units throughout the early and mid game yeah you're right, not capturing right, right. a ton of stuff but for what for some reason things start to happen in the late game and you'll look down midway through round five and be like I have like forty dollars worth of stuff it's and nuts. I have no way to spend it there's nothing and that's why there is a certain level of argument to Set yourself up and be prepared to strike very hard in the late game because you will very easily refill your stuff. You will just luck yourself into a ton of units and be able to build all of those after you've abandoned your slice over. This is that fleet logistics thing or whatever. Even without it, I can go push really hard for the last couple objectives Mm -hmm. and still protect my stuff back at home that's when people get really afraid of Cabal is they go, we can't attack them. And the second they move out, we'll have lost all our stuff and we have like one chance to get into the middle of their slice and then mm-hmm. what, they'll collapse in on us anyway? Like there's just no, there's no way to stop them. That's when they become so difficult. And that's why I do say that that sustaining aggression has some validity because again, if we'd never, ever, ever move out at all, then we won't ever get that stockpile and do anything. So even if we sat through most of the game and didn't move out and we just did the light rail to Mechatol... That's fine. We're still probably going to kick it into high gear in the last round. Hmm. Okay. Because it's, yeah, yeah. it it's where all of our advantage comes from. And it's how we finish. Even if it's not finishing our last points, we'll windslay someone. Someone might be ahead of us in initiative order. Okay. Let's go throw everything we can. We need to set up our stuff in a position where it can go deal with other problems. Yeah. Okay. We, can, we can be the vehicle for the table. We can be the great windslayer if everyone needs us to be. Maybe they pay us. Probably not. But like our stuff can get all over and we probably have a lot of it. So if so-and-so has leadership and they need to be stopped, we are in contention of doing that. Yeah, yeah, tight. Uh, so uh, all of that said, we, y- you can't be a used car salesman cabal. Generally speaking, you are completely on your own, whether you're being mean to everyone, you're completely on your own because no one wants to work with you, or you're completely on your own because you're just sitting in your slice doing your own thing. But you are kind of alone as Cabal. Maybe you find one buddy, but you're not doing the like, ah, let's wheel and deal all over the place. Nobody wants to do that with you. Um, No one will listen to you, uh, and you'll have wasted all of your potential capital. Your potential capital is... We don't have combat advantages, but we suffer less losses. So if we want to gain the numerical advantage, we do have some encouragement of getting out and attacking because, again, we we immediately refill as we attack. The more damage we do, we've lessened them down a peg, and we
1: haven't gone down at all yeah. in our overall power. Uh, we haven't talked about it too much, but the this... Like throwing the flagship into this idea, mm-hmm. it makes it so that the rebate is so obscene right. that all combat ceases to have any downside right. for us in that system. Right. I mean, I guess as the opportunity cost of the plastic is currently in limbo. Right. right. But as soon as it comes back. Right. bam! This is like, let's, I'll, I'll put in a, just a random scenario.
0: Uh, flagship on Mechatol Rex. Yeah. And Yard. we took Imperial in the final round. Mm-hmm. Someone, wants, now to jump. What? Someone <laughs> wants to jump on Mechatar X. Cool, you killed everything there. Guess what? I'm going to build that all somewhere else. Especially if I have Sling Relay, you're, you're done. I rebuild my flagship and I go and I just take it again. And even without rebuilding, like I still have so much stuff in the rest of my slice. I will retake Mechatol and then still pop Imperial while I hold Mechatol. Right. Uh, because that flagship gave me a bajillion free units. So I could move everything out of my... Sli- I could fill my fleet supply to go take retake Mechatol and then build in the rest of my slice after I do the follow-up attack or whatever. Like yep. I, I just can, I can sustain, that's the sustained aggression we're talking about. I can just keep hitting you and keep hitting you. We start the game really fast because mm-hmm. we have this early speed advantage. And then we're like a steamroller where we yeah. just, we have the option to never stop. And even if it's never, it's, it's never stop in two forms. It's I could never stop punching you or I never stop building up. I just keep having more and more and more stuff further makes it to where you can never do anything about my stuff.
1: Yeah. I think uh, there's this game that me and you played with Mantis one time where Mantis mm-hmm. was playing as Cabal and we got to the late game and we were like counting points and we we're like, oh, Mantis is going to get to 10 first. Okay. And then we sort of like mind palaced <laughs> the idea of attacking Mantis. Yeah. And then instead of doing it, we just didn't. Yeah. And then Mantis won the game. Yeah. We didn't even try to stop Mantis from winning the game because we just thought about it. and was like, listen, like, so we go here and then that fight. And then he just builds over so there. Things it would destroy. Yeah. And then he could do it. And There's no,
0: especially if you properly gum as Cabal, anything, anybody attacks to try to chew through your gum to get to your home system, uh-huh. goes straight back to your home system to protect it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was sort of like, it was like there was gum in, it was like, there was no way to get directly to the home system where you had to fight like a giant fleet. Right before getting to the home system which made it dumb yes, to, do, to do and, and just th- didn't make you any can't sense do anything to him because any attack
0: would require two attacks and two attacks means they do they
1: get stuff at and home, uh, here's here's wherever. something we failed to mention even a single time and and this was like kind of key to his game as i remember we were talking about attacking his slice but then th- it was going to be impossible to actually kill the space docks meaning whatever fleet you yep. committed yep was even in a warfare or unexpected action situation, they were going to have to roll for the rift to get out and maybe (laughs) die. Like, that's so annoying. Yeah, we didn't talk about the fact that
0: everybody, there's a funny world where I feel like we could be like, oh, we could play like as Empyrean and offer people to move through our stuff. But, that but then doesn't, they have to roll. They have to roll, so they're never going to do that. So yeah. it never... It, well, and, and Crucible does work
1: on your gra- sure. gravity yeah, forces, so you, you But, like, man. how
0: often are you completely leaving your space docks empty so you people can right. You should never be idea. doing that. You should never be doing that. So, yeah, I, I, I truly believe Cabal is incentivized to sustain that aggression, especially if you can focus fire on one person, mm-hmm. uh, figure out who's going to have the most objectives in their slice that benefit you, and keep pushing... Because over time, you will whittle them down. Yeah. And okay. Whittling yeah. them down without, sacri- without leaving an open flank for like your other neighbor to do anything about mm-hmm. or whatever. You can sustain aggression against one person and look at the rest of the table and go, what are you going to do about it? Right. How are you going to stop me? Yeah. Stop and me. And they'll say, I'm not going to bother with Just it. Just try and- st- I'll find my points elsewhere. You're fine. Do your thing. Just try and stop me. Yeah. That's a cool thing to say now. Every time I haven't pulled the trigger on fighting somebody- early on i have regretted it because i see how i've been scared by the initial fight we had a game one time where uh my neighbor built mahawk built their flagship adjacent to home uh, round one they did off a of off, freelancer off of it, so cool. it was really cool who was that do you remember I, who I that don't was I, oh, I,
1: i'm sorry whoever it was you were you're that was a, such a cool thing you did and it was a
0: it was a mean game too because they were sandwiched between me and sar and yeah. sar came to me being like let's let's swallow them whole and i was really hesitant to negotiate with sar Cause I was like, I think they're going to get the better end of all of this. Right. And I kept thinking that fight might be very difficult for me to take. Mm-hmm. Neglecting to accept the idea that even if I don't win the fight, I'll get all that stuff back. Yeah. Who cares? I'll, I'll build a flagship for free. And it was like a flagship in a dread. It's like, I'll get a, I might kill both of those units. Like it might be a draw and then I'll get those units for free. And then next round I'll attack them again with more stuff that didn't cost me money. And and you just can keep doing that over and over and over again. And I could have even turned that into aggression against Saur. I could have just kept pushing, and like Saur and I would have butted heads. That could have been a terrible game. That but that probably was a better option than trying to like let's play nice guy. Because I, yeah. I didn't I wasn't able to do anything when I played nice guy in that game. Yeah, it got me kind of nowhere.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, that's uh. Dun, 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 we're done with the P-O-K introductions. Yeah, we can have fun. We get to have fun again. It's time, baby. It's summer. Bummer summer 2020 is over. Oh it's time God. for 2021 where I'm just going to play whatever I feel like.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. So surprise mini episode within the episode. Okay. Uh, This is where I reveal my tier list for P-O-K factions as far as how much I like them to play them. Okay. Okay uh s tier which is uh fun to play like to play we'll play again yeah empyrean right i've actually never played argent but i'm gonna put him in the s tier yeah and nomad okay b tier i don't really care one way or the other no so there's no a tier no a tier s tier -tier, b tier b tier -tier, i don't really care one way or the other you can play them that's fine maybe i'll play them someday whatever right nra okay
0: that's interesting. Just, you, don't, just, you just don't care about NRA?
1: I just don't care. Yeah. The, you know what it was? It's that uh, there was a point in time where every single game that I played, yeah. there was an NRA. Right. And I felt like, I so in so. a backseat sense, I got to know the faction so well <laughs> that I do not feel like there's anything I'm missing right. by not playing them. right? Um, but I would play them and just be like, oh, that's chill. I realize there's a lot of people like NRA that would maybe be annoyed by that. This is just me. This yeah, is yeah, personal yeah. me. Totally. Z tier. Don't really care. Titans, Yep. cabal, cabal, Yep. Actually, Mahakht Z, lowercase like Z <laughs> to the power What's the of e- Z. Extra Z is Mahakht. Extra Z is, uh, I think Mahawked. I think I, I don't think I ever want to go back to doing that again. It's, it was it rivaled Muat and base game for yeah. me.
2: Of Truly the hate experience, them. yeah,
1: yeah. And I don't like I, I don't like playing uh, factions that. Uh, have the types of advantages that Titans and uh, Cabal yeah. have. Right. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I. I. I think uh, either Titans is like kind of too slow ish, just kind of like, oh, here I am right. with all my stuff. Uh, in a way that's kind of boring to me. It's not that people are going to attack you, but then also I don't like playing factions like Cabal where you have a lot of heat mm-hmm. and there's a lot of pressure uh, for the rest of the table to kind of look at you and be like, yeah. how do we, how do we get you? It's not a lot of fun. Yeah, I. I.
0: I am like. S tier, Argent and NRA. Mm-hmm. It's just so much fun, and I just like doing. Uh, those are the two factions where I can lose as those factions and be like, don't care, had fun. Yeah. Which is rare for me. That's, yeah. not, a, that's not an emotion that I have often. That you experience. NRA and Argent, though, are like, cool, this was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Empyrean and Nomad. Uh, You know what? And Cabal. I like Cabal. But all three of those are ones where I get a little try hard Mm -hmm. uh, and like Cabal's case is like, yeah, the heat really is unfortunate and and not very fun. Um, But yeah, those those three Empyrean Nomad and Cabal are my are my A tier and then B tier would be uh, Titans and Mahocked. Okay. So, Mahocht might be lower. I have no idea. I haven't touched Mahocht. And then in games where I played against Mahocht, I didn't know what Mahocht was doing. I literally, you played like two spaces away from me, I think multiple times, and I never knew what you were doing over yeah. there. I was not even cognizant of your goings on. <laughs> like it just, I, you just existed at the table maybe. Yeah.
1: Here's what I was doing. Have you ever like, ha- you're trying to start like a lawnmower <laughs> and you're pulling the cord and every time you pull it, nothing happens. And you get that like, kind of insecure feeling if you're looking around like, Am I'm I stupid. I'm doing this right. Like, I mean, you're supposed to pull the core. Is or this
0: p- the choke? Is that the ch- Do I yeah, press yeah, the it, bubble yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. more you, times? You like no? redo
1: it, and then you end up like, oh no, I flooded it. Yeah. Oh no, it's flooded. <laughs> it, it was like that. That's yeah. what I was doing, Matt.
0: I, uh, I, I want to play uh, Titans and Cabal a couple more times. Yeah. Just outside of guides. Like, I would just like to play those two factions for the experience. I never really played Titans. And there's a couple things I really want to do as Cabal that I never got to do before this guide, and and I still would like to. I to wish do that. we
1: had. My only regret is I kind of wish we had had uh, a Matt Titans guide. Sure, you
0: said that you wanted to do Argent, and you wanted me to do Titans. Yeah, I I'm th- glad I did Argent though. I do still stand by the Argent is a little bit more of a me thing. I just think everybody loves. Argent. I think Argent's just great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're Back just the most. You fun. can't claim them. No, you're I, right. No, yeah, loves I agree. They're it's the best.
1: They're, they're 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 really cool. They're like they're like extra with wings. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> what uh. What's your... You've already had games post-stuff, but like, what's your next... What do you want your next game faction to be? Who do you want to play I next? don't care. But actually, yeah. you know what? Oh, that's such a good point, actually, Hunter. What? The idea that it's been ages. It's been eons. Years. Literally, literally, literally like, two years. Since Hunter and I got to draw three and pick one.
1: Oh, yeah. I want to do some draw three, pick one. Um, But factions that are just kind of on a nebulous list of, like, want to play. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, I the only tournament game that I've seen thus far where I got kind of jealous Uh of a player where I was like, I want to be playing, yeah, this game right now. Uh, is the game with Teddy, yeah. Um, I don't remember the number of the game, which is useless. Sorry, you're just gonna have to dig through it. But Teddy got to play, uh, as Mentac. Sorry, spoiler, oh, yeah, draft spoiler right there. I want to play Mentac, I want to play some Mentac, yeah. Uh, because everybody talking a lot of smack, but honestly, I'm just not seeing them played a lot, so I'm like, what is all this smack based on? It's again. They everybody's have, just playing the game in their head everybody's playing the game in their heads and it's so many i get i get that there are problems
0: with Mentech and nalu and stuff and it, and and also no one's excited about them because they got bad they didn't get anything commanders and stuff cool. but yeah i still stand by like, i
1: actually push back on the idea that Mentech didn't get anything though i agree Mentech maybe got a little something maybe but you some just cool got to stuff. work it a little right
0: bit. and uh mirror computing still slaps and is maybe better, because yellow skips are easier to find. hmm So, uh...
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah, Mintak's cool, and I, I want to yeah, play that's, some Mintek. Right now, I want to play as all the bad factions, honestly. That's where my head's at. I want to play Arborek, I want to play Mintak, I want to play Nalu. Ooh,
1: I could go for another Arborek I'd like to play Muat. Dude.
0: Muat's questionable if they're good or bad. They haven't won a single game in the tournament uh, yet, which is like, I'm not calling that a, a final word on Muat, mm-hmm, but they're, mm-hmm. they're struggling to find their own victory at the yeah. moment.
1: Let me blow some minds real quick because, we, you know, we, we put that uh, still not. I guess we're still not over that Arborek episode. The yep. response to it, whatever. I mean, we're like we're <laughs> little babies or whatever. But uh, uh, I was thinking about I'm pretty sure my most played faction in TI4 uh, just in total uh-huh. base game plus POK is Arborek. That's hilarious. Like I for somebody that talks a lot of smack on Arborek on the reg uh, play him a lot. You know why? Because I like a bad faction. Yeah. And I never nose. solved them. And when I solve them, I tend to quit. Like right. I, I, I was playing a lot of Mentac for a while, uh, and then I like won. I won like more than one game in a row. And if yeah. I win, I, if I win more that's than one game in a row, that's what he means by I'm, solve. He doesn't
0: mean like anything is truly solved, like in the way a board, right like connect four is solved. Sure, sure. Or whatever. He but, just means like I've like, I've I've accomplished I, the goal
1: I get of it. figuring out how to lock in stuff with this faction. Because if if you can win more than once with a faction in a short period of time, what it yep. means is that regardless of what the rng is throwing at you you have such solid foundations with that faction you're able to lock it up in different ways that's how i
0: felt about argent um i don't remember if i ever got a win with argent i think you did get a win i got one i got win one win with argent and i also got two other games where i got to nine yeah yeah and i was like that that's a i i know i can do well with argent straight up and down Uh, yeah so it's a good feeling yeah that's a good feeling. I want to thank our weird bears, Farganess, Welch, Brian, BotBot, Bot, and Squeamish Emu, uh, Son of Lato, Mate Nason, John, Rwise, Absol, Ponchadori, Historia, Broduel, Sunvax, and Rumor Hippo. And I want to thank our little pieces, Naderade, Patience of Virtue, Gazkio, Dark Jutsu, Brave Sir Robin, Uncle Baddy, Frank G, Carnal. My son is also named Bort, Anvilier, Sam Lee, Alice. Kraken and
1: Goondog. What if we just had like a like a space tat, uh, space tats?
0: Space tats, that's what I Whatever want. Whatever
1: the show's called, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. But what if we just had a convention with just those people that you listed? Because like we're getting to the point now where the, the weird bears and the little peace turtles, if we got together, you could have a whole tournament. <laughs> that's like so many people. Yeah. Like that's
0: crazy. Yeah, I think there's talk of the gathering of the weird bears. Hey, but no joke, uh, my, my brain is starting to... To dwindle on this notion, I'm gonna tease this a little. Yeah, what's up? This notion that like maybe in 2022 we do like a little like a little mini SCPT con. Okay, like that's d- just a thing.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna happen in Arkansas. And yeah, you have, have to come fly to, to Arkansas. Yeah, but like if we get if we can, all here's my thinking. All we need. By the way, I'll also have to fly to
0: Arkansas most likely at that point. But at that yeah. point, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but all we need for for a successful Twilight Imperium convention yeah it's 36 people that's it that's enough to just that's do anything low. we want to do that's oh, not man. a large number of people I'm not calling it like oh the convention get <laughs> your tickets to i I'm talking about just like listen if you get here we'll make sure there's a conference room for us to play games you
1: know what would be the funniest thing about SCPT con yeah is when we reach out to uh, Fantasy Flight They'll and they still... tell us that they don't want to come <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're like no we're not coming
0: we don't want to play favorites <laughs> <We
1: don't... laughs> uh anyways uh let's uh wh- where are we at with the galactic council poll i don't even know Uh it's
0: up you got two options boy it's a dead heat too it's like literally 50 oh, right 50 i did now. not know that. get in there and vote on this one our current play styles and what we want to learn change learn slash change we've been talking about this a decent amount but like we'll really focus in on I want to get like crazy granular on like the things I do in a game and what I'm doing to alter those behaviors yeah, and like, how do factions do... break Ooh, the mold for how me. do I want
1: to evolve
0: yes uh and the other option is are the new factions too good
1: <laughs>
0: which we kind of just talked
1: about we keep burnt we keep... we didn't we didn't talk about no, whether they were sure. too good or sure. not sure, sure, sure the sure. the are the new factions too good uh I think should be more about being petty yeah uh towards dane right. than and it should be about anything totally and i think i like that i have noticed in the last like six months w- with myself that i've been pettier with dane and i like it it's <laughs> a good and way i'm down be. for an episode where because here's the thing uh we get a lot of petty stuff yeah. and i feel like dane doesn't get enough petty stuff yeah. dane should be getting at least as much petty stuff as we totally. get okay totally. if what not, has he ever done for us if not more <laughs> Can't wait to have him on. Uh, <laughs> Homebrewers Guild, uh, promissory notes, plus exploration stream will be next month. Don't have a date locked down for it. Whatever. Get over it. This
0: weekend is a game on Friday, June 4th at 1300 UTC. And that's 1300 on, UTC. That's the Space Cats Peace Turtle Twitch. And then Saturday, June 5th at 1300 UTC. And that one's going to be on the Flat Tomatoes Twitch. Yarr. And then Sunday... Little evening game for you, 1800 UTC on the Space Cats Peace Turtles Twitch. Those are games 33, 34, and 35 of the prelims. Oh my God, we're almost done. The next weekend, there is only one game. There's a straggler that we've got. That'll be 1400 UTC the next Sunday. Uh, Those are the last four games. Of the tournament, wow! Of the tournament prelims, not the tournament, wow. and then we get into the really juicy stuff. I'll say wow. this too: I think we said it before. Uh, there's going to be like a big break between the prelims and the semis, like yes. almost a month. There's going to be a month break. It's like July t- or uh, June, whatever. July 10th is when the semis yeah kick off. It's yeah, a big, and big old and
1: break. actually, uh, I just want to put up some feelers. If uh, if you uh, let's say you have a podcast, let's say you have a newsletter in just your little town in yeah. whatever greasy corner Arkansas sure uh, let's say you do whatever I don't care what it is uh we're gonna spend a month trying to promote the semifinals and the finals of this tournament and yeah. we're serious about it and if you are a listener and you like what we do yeah share. and you have some way to no I'm I'm even I'm going farther than that you got some podcast I don't care how big it is I will come over yeah And just talk, we we can talk, we can talk about whatever you want. I don't care. I can talk about literally anything, okay? (laughs) And I definitely will if it's not Twilight Imperium. (laughs) Uh, But whatever you got, if you're willing to have us around, we will come hang out with you if you will let us hawk our stuff, Yeah. you know? Yep, 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 This is-
0: Big push. We are are full-time conductors of the hype train
1: for the semis and the finals. It's, dude- I mean, it's it's the biggest Twilight Imperium tournament of all time, uh, which is something we are currently we're only competing with ourselves for that title. (laughs) And we've been crushing it against (laughs) ourselves. We are putting our past selves to shame, uh, but it's a big deal. These uh, some of these players making it into the semis. Have won more than one game already, right? Okay, right. like these are good players. It's these are good players. These are the best players. All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I am so excited about them and seeing the semifinals this year. It's gonna be, it's gonna be nuts. Yes, okay. And uh I, I just I need everybody in the world to know, yeah. especially people that don't even know what Twilight Imperium is, so that they can just have a weird moment for a second before they just forget what they just heard. Yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely, That's definitely. what I want. So Shock if you got them. like a cooking podcast right. and you're like, well Shouldn't do that. It's a cooking podcast. Anyways,
0: here's our guest, host of Space Cats, Peace Turtles. What's your what's your take on creme brulee?
1: Ooh. I don't know,
0: but let me tell you about my tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah. That well, we'll do better than buy. that though, because I won't. Well, okay, I will. All right, <laughs> I will talk about creme brulee and then just mention a time and place. Hunter can force himself to try to sound like an expert about literally anything. Oh, I li- oh, totally. Well, no, 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 no. It's not. <laughs> it's not that I force myself to sound like an expert. Yeah. It's that at one point. In my life, I've had some sort of experience with a thing and I have a good memory. Yeah. Okay. You do. I have so a horrible I'll memory. I'll just remember the time yep. I ate creme brulee, <laughs> and I will try and spin some little little nugget yep. out of that.
0: Yeah. If this is your favorite creme brulee podcast, make sure and let us know by giving yeah. us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. And iTunes. It, this is
1: a great podcast to listen to if you just like put creme brulee all over your face, yes. like just yeah. like pie style. You know, it's not good for right. that, but make a bigger than normal uh-huh. creme brulee, slam your face into yep. it, yep. okay, and then give us the a rating that says I have
0: creme brulee all <laughs> over my face and beard, and it's falling into my lap. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs>
1: I, I didn't know who I was before Matt and Tunner told me to put creme brulee on my face and listen to the show. Five stars.
0: You can also find our Patreon or Twitter or Discord and our merch on SpaceCatsPeaceTurtles.com.
1: Yeah, uh, don't buy the merch right now. Remember. <laughs> I don't know why we keep mentioning the merch. Uh, it's not <laughs> Unless great. Unless you're listening to this, and it's not like June of 2021. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In maybe future, things got better. We're probably figuring out the merch right now uh, yeah. as, you, as you're listening to it. Buy our um, merch. We have we actually have, it sucks, because we have new shirts coming out. Yeah. And I will say, the the Weird Bear shirt is fine yeah and th- i thought i fixed the other stuff i have not had time yeah. to actually check why if i fix everything else yeah, so we are currently work. in the in-between zone we just need that this is why we're taking a break is because while the tournament's going me and you our time e- even though we're both full-time right now yeah a majority of it is spoken for right every single week definitely so we can't get to this extra stuff there's somebody that was like Hey, I haven't got my space kitty pin from last year. <laughs> oh my god! And I Hunter. forgot that I'd only sent out half of them. Oh my god! Them, that that's there's horrible. another half of them. Space
0: kitties. If you didn't get a pin, hit us up. They're coming. We no, probably no. know. We, we no. know you don't have them. I have
1: a list of the people that I have not up. sent I them up. I want to know. I, I got to check on Hunter. You I got to make it sure was? he's. Do- it was Kraken. Kraken oh, yeah. hit me up. Was like, that's hey, bad. can I have mine now? <laughs> and I'm like, oh jeez, oh no. Oh man, I forgot about that. Because that's the thing: is the tournament starts and then that becomes we our our entire lives. Yeah. Right. Anyways, yeah, going to fix that. Bye. Don't worry, I'm fixing it. No, you're just going to hang up the phone on him like that? Thank you for listening
0: to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum loriosum.